Hello everyone, welcome back to part two of our Pinecrest Mall Holiday Horror Game of Hope Finder. Hi there, I am Jason Bullman. I am the director of game design at Paizo and the publisher at Minotaur Games, a third party uh, outfit that I run to make things compatible with Pathfinder and all of our games. Uh, the first part of this video was filmed as part of Third Party Con. Uh, you can find that up on both my YouTube channel and over at the uh, podcast for the folks at Pod Against the Machine. Uh, we are going to kick off part two here right now. No, no need to delay. Let's go ahead and bring the the the, the team in. Our expert survivors here. Uh, welcome back, gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed your first session of Hope Finder, uh, a z modern zombie apocalypse game, a uh, hack of Pathfinder second edition. Before we get started here today, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to let, I'm going to toss it around the horn here and let each one of you introduce yourselves and your character, uh, because now we do know at least a little bit about you. Uh, not too much. You, you all still are filled with secrets, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll explore <laughs> some of those as we play. But why don't we start off by just uh, doing some brief introductions. Uh, Zach, we'll start with you. Uh, yep, my name is Zach. I am on Pot Against the Machine, uh, where I find paths, occasionally stars, and in this moment, hope, uh, with everybody else on this pod and the delightful narrator, I bring to the table uh, Dardan Polly Jonah, uh, Danny Polly, uh, a, a, a abrupt <laughs> and, and kind of cross Brooklynite, who is very happy to be here with all of his friends in the mall. Fantastic. Yeah. Sam. I'm Sam, uh, also from Pot Against the Machine, and I am playing Romero Valentine, who is definitely an adult and definitely has been an adult since the entire time of the apocalypse. And he did get to fulfill uh, every kid's lifelong dream last session and punch the, the jaw off a zombie. So I'm pretty hyped about that. Um <laughs> To be clear, you're like 20. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when when the fall of society happened, you were 10. <laughs> he, he was a child then and um, is a, a little bit still of a kid because, you know, when you lose 10 years of your childhood. Um, it's it's fine. It's fine. I'm it, sure it's all going to work out great. All right. Smiles. <laughs> Jiro, over to you. Jiro, uh, also on Pot Against the Machine, and I am playing... Uh, Martin Halloway, he is a very large and intimidating former wrestler. <laughs> That's right. Last and session we learned that your your wrestling name was was what was it again? Grave Digger. Grave Digger. That's right. And yes. uh and in a flashback we were we were taken back to one of his final matches before the fall of society uh where he mm -hmm. uh, told everyone about how he learned to roll with punches. Uh, which has expressed itself in an interesting and fun ability. That is fantastic. All right, Jeff, wrap it up with you. Yeah, I'm Jeff. Uh, we can edit that out. No, don't worry about it. That's a running joke in our podcast. We don't edit things out. Uh, I'm Jeff from Pot Against the Machine and am playing Chris Bridges. He is a real lanky guy, uh, 32 years old. Uh, an optimist and we don't really know much more about him sure uh so um now that we've got all of our introductions out of them, when we last left our intrepid band of survivors four survivors 
living in the free Ballard commune in the north on the north side of Seattle, we're enjoying a festive holiday peppermint drink at the at the smoke stop, uh, one of the few remaining watering holes in the in the settlement. Uh, uh, enjoying the libations that Carrie was pulling up pouring up for you. When Big Swede came in, and Big Swede came in to uh, ask you to go on a, a run. Uh, this is a common thing that happens uh, to folks in the community. Uh, when things need done outside the safety of its walls, uh, it's kind of a lottery system. Or, you know, just kind of when it's your turn. Uh, you get sent out to go on various quests. If you're, if you're able-bodied and capable of going out, you get sent out. Everybody shares in the risk. Uh, in this case, he really wanted you to make your way north to the Pinecrest Mall, a large shopping complex that uh, stayed in operation uh, for quite a bit uh, during the uh, during the fall. Even getting so far as to putting up their holiday decorations uh, and getting ready for Christmas. You have been sent to go and venture up to the Pinecrest Mall for one goal, one primary goal. And that is to raid the mall's toy stores to go and bring back as many toys as you could for the children of the community. Uh, they've been passing around the same communal comic books and dolls for years now. And uh, Big Swede would like you to make your way up there and see what there was. Find and bring back whatever you could. You all agreed uh, because really uh, you don't have another choice. Uh, and uh, you uh, uh, all set out the next morning to make your way uh, to the Pinecrest Mall. Uh, Leaving the community behind, you headed east, uh, cutting your way uh, 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 north uh, kind of a bit, uh, up to 65th to save yourself a little bit of time. You then cut your way over to the freeway past the old zoo uh, uh, before arriving at the I-5 freeway. Uh, then you turned north, making your way uh, up along the freeway to arrive at the Mall. You had to scamper down some debris and stuff and uh, uh, took a few scrapes and bumps as you did, uh, crawling over a collapsed monorail station or light rail station. Uh, but eventually you found yourself at the, the, the entrance mall. You circled around it and noticed that there were three possible entrances, one leading into what you later learned was the kind of administrative area, one leading into kind of the south side of the mall uh, and the north entrance which leads into a department store called Home and Castle. After a bit of debate and discussion, uh, Gravedigger made up his mind and made his way up toward the Home and Castle to enter through this smashed-in north entrance. Uh, you wandered inside and took a look around, and that is where you found a map. And why don't we go and, and we'll just bring up the map here briefly so that everybody can get rem reminded what it looks like. So you entered through Home and Castle there. That's the north side uh, of the mall. You were able to get a good look at this uh, mall map, but unfortunately, the key to it uh, was smashed and broken on the floor below. So you kind of have no idea where any of the stores are. Um, so... That's where you entered, and instead of just cutting straight through Home and Castle, you first decided to go take a look around, and you explored the place, uh, but before you did so, uh, Martin recounted a, a tale from his earlier days. He did the first flashback that we've seen here, and every time you play Hopefinder, you have some flashbacks that happen, and flashbacks are a way for the players to grab control of the narrative and tell a story, a bit of backstory about their characters. It's a part where they get to tell narratives and I mostly take a backseat and interact with them. Whether or not these narratives are true, 
that's not important. This is the story they tell themselves and others. So in this, we learned that Martin Halloway was actually a wrestler known as Gravedigger, uh, and he learned how to roll with punches. And this is one way you gain advancement in Hopefinder. Every time you do a flashback and you get one each level, uh, you also gain a flashback feat uh, that is themed to whatever your flashback was. So uh, Martin gained his feet. We still have plenty of flashbacks to do here today, so we're going to see how those play out. I'm excited. Uh, but uh, after that, the party continued onward and explored into the Homan Castle, finding a locked case with a chainsaw inside, an electric chainsaw. And the party immediately was like, we're stealing that. Uh, so they broke out a crowbar and went up to go crack open the case. But before they could do so, their talking and chatting had called forth a hand zombies two shamblers and one crawler came making their way at you the two shamblers came from the front while the crawler sneakily kind of came up one of the one of the side aisles and uh although the fight was fierce no one no one got bit which is important uh but uh people did take a couple couple hits most of the zombies before they bite you they gotta hit you then they gotta grapple you then they can go in for the bite we didn't see any of that happen and oftentimes they even don't even get uh to to infect you unless they get a critical hit so you know it's not it's not every day that you get infected but you definitely want to watch out and make sure that you don't uh, risk catching the z plague um but you did you did put down the zombies pretty quickly you uh you know used up some of your precious bullets you know make sure to keep track of those you don't got too many uh but you did use up some of your precious bullets you took some dings you took a bruise or two uh but you did manage to fight off this um and hey, you even you even earned a hope from uh, from your from your wise cracking uh, 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 friends. So uh, things went pretty well for your first fight, and then you managed to break open the cabinet. You found uh, flashlights and more bullets, uh, and you managed to get your hands on the chainsaw. Now I do want to stress. This chainsaw requires a large battery to function. They either require gasoline. This isn't a gasoline chainsaw. This is a the electric chainsaw. Um, but it does require a fuel cell, uh, a battery, and you do have one of those. There was one in the case, but it's really old and you have no idea how long it will actually work or if it'll even work at all. So um, if someone decides to operate the chainsaw, we'll, we'll deal with that when we get to it. But uh, for now, uh, you've got that. It's stowed away and uh, I'm not sure who's carrying it because it is actually kind of heavy. Somebody should figure that out. Um, but uh, that's what you got. And from there, you made your way to the front of Homing Castle, looking out into the mall. Now you saw a number of shops in the mall. Off to your right, you saw a place called My Precious. Looks like a jewelry store. Beyond that, you saw a place called Engel Sports. Uh, off to your left, you saw a place called Spikes, which looks like a gag gift kind of place and like edgy t-shirt shop. And then beyond that, you saw a place called Candle Hell, which looks like a place that sells candles and perfumes. So named because that's the one store in every mall that I avoid like the plague. Uh, <laughs> just can't go in those places. They drive me nuts. So there's Candle Hell off to the left up ahead. Um, this is a two-story mall. Uh, there are openings between the first floor and the second floor. There's like walkways up above and you can look down. Beyond that, there are some skylights that are broken open. There's puddles of water. There's moss and plants and stuff growing on the floor of the mall of all the rainwater that's soaked in here through the 10 years. And as you looked out into this darkened, decrepit mall, you heard some creepy, edgy... <laughs> and I believe that's where we left off. So that is exactly where we'll pick up.
So uh, the four of you are standing uh, at the entrance to the Homan Castle. That's where your group is. We'll mark you with that little token there. Um, so you are at the entrance to the home and castle. So we'll keep that marked on the map as you move around. That's where we're going to pick up. So what do you do? Well, I think at, at hearing that wonderful, happy noise, um, Romero <laughs> is just going to casually flip off the, the flashlight since it's light out here and tuck that away and take his rifle out uh, just for no reason. No real. Yeah. I'm not coming up with any reason at all as to why you would want a, uh, a handgun out in the zombie-infested shopping mall. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> or a rifle, as the case may be. Um, uh, all right. I think Chris would look to Danny and say, maybe we should uh, split up these extra bullets that we found, considering we're both uh, firing off pistols. Uh, he, he reloaded the three bullets that he had shot into his revolver. Uh, and then if Danny wants them, he'll... You know, shake out five to you and oh, yeah. five to him. Thank you very much. I will also take this moment to reload. Sure. And uh, uh, yeah. while he's doing it, he looks over at Spikes and is like, do you think uh, any of the kids want like a blacklight reactive fuzzy pillow or like a novelty tobacco water pipe? <laughs> maybe they have tobacco those... water pipe yeah indeed <laughs> maybe they have those things where you, that made of pins that you can like put your hand in and it leaves the hand shape it was always a good time uh -huh. they, there, there might be some toys in spikes that is that is true actually there may be some gifts in there but there's probably a whole bunch of things that are probably not <laughs> gifts um so uh these are i do want to say that the the shops in here um, you know, it's a mall. So generally speaking, they have those kind of roll top metal uh, doors. It does look like most of them are open, though. It looks like whatever happened here, um, they were open. So looking around, you can clearly tell um, that Spikes, their roll top is is up. Uh, over at My Precious, one of the roll tops is down, but it has two entrances, one on each kind of side because it's in the corner. Um, that is That is area... Two or twenty, by the way, is is my precious. Um, so uh, that one of the roll tops is closed, the other one's open. Um, uh, so you know that's kind of what you see from from this vantage. Most of the other ones look, at least from where you're at right now, you you probably have to get close. So uh, you divvy up the bullets. Um, that's fine. Those are pistol bullets. Um, Hopefinder doesn't get too specific about calibers or anything like that. It's just we don't need that level of specificity. Pistol bullets are pistol bullets. Fine. Uh, I know mm -hmm. they don't work like that in real life. Uh, but it'll it'll do for here. Um, so uh, you split up the pistol bullets between your two guns. Um, and that'll work out just fine. Um, so where do you go? Do you want to check out mm -hmm. spikes and? Yeah, might as well. Can grab some of those fluffine blind boxes. <laughs> yeah, they may have. They do a lot of posters and such too. There, that could be something worth bringing back. The kids are really going to be excited about pop stars that died <laughs> ten years ago. <laughs> it's all collectibles now. Yeah, yeah I mean, they make me more. Forever. <laughs> yeah, they they might have. Yeah, they they could have some some old uh, Marvel posters that the kids will will really wish that there was still a copy of those movies that they could watch. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to love this shirt that says piss in the kiss font. Yeah. No, gonna... <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah. They're really, really going to want that. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Uh, so uh, you venture forth, um, kind of leaving behind the uh, home and castle here. Um, and, and I'm going to say, I'm going to use your token here to kind of move around. Uh, this area right here, you're, not that you're actually there, uh, that area right there, this kind of darker green square, that is a kind of recessed play area. So there's kind of benches all around it. And then in the kind of recess, like two steps down area, there is uh, kind of like a, a large plastic slide and a bit of a kid's jungle gym. Um, you don't see anything here except for some ominous looking stains that clearly were blood some time ago. Um, there is also this orange uh, kind of rectangle on the north side of that uh, uh, map there. That is the escalator that goes up. Uh, so that goes up to the second floor. That's how you get between the floors are those orange rectangles. There's three of them. Uh, and they're lined up between the two floors, if that helps you kind of understand how things kind of fit together. So uh, you make your way uh, up and over to Spikes. Um, the uh, roll top here, as I said, is up. Uh, there are, you know, the old, like, security, um, electronic security standy things that if you walk through with something with a tag on it, they would beep. The power hasn't been working in this place in a decade, so you're not exactly worried about them making a bunch of noise. <laughs> um, looking around inside, though, it is very dark in here. Um, the inside of this store in particular, because it doesn't have very many openings, it's just got the one door. Um, the inside of this, this shop is very dark, and the back of it is just pitch black, so you have no idea what's in there. Um, there are no windows. There's no openings. Um, that's what you see. Now, what's up in front are racks with old T-shirts. Um, so you clearly see a whole bunch of old T-shirts. Um, so if anybody wants clothing, uh, ordinary clothing, you can certainly grab a bunch of T-shirts here. Um, they come in a various bunch of sizes. And if you want to grab some, you certainly can. Most of them are, you know, either have slogans that no longer make sense. Like, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Uh, or are for like the local sports teams. They all have 12s on them and stuff. Um, uh, you know, a bunch of tie-dye stuff, uh, stuff like that. Um, there is a counter off to your right. You can still make that out. Uh, the registers are there and open and you can see old money that is completely worthless now. No one uses money. Um, everything's about barter now. Um, so the cash is kind of worthless. But also piled up there, there's a bunch of blind box toys. Um, if you wanted to grab a bunch of like little blind box figurines for, uh, you know, various, you know, cartoon properties, a bunch of those sort of front that you can see. So what do you do? I think I would go, you know, being a, a very adult human being uh, whose childhood was a very, very long time ago. Romero is definitely going to gravitate towards some blind boxes from various um, popular culture um, properties and just grab big pile of blind boxes to shove in his backpack. Yeah, a lot of them are like <laughs> anime blind boxes, so they're various, you know, anime character blind kind of sorts of things. But there's some from like Nintendo stuff and you know, so you, yeah. you you can grab a bunch of those. Uh they'll take up one inventory slot in your backpack, but you know, go ahead and grab yourself some blind box toys, that's fine. What about the rest of you? Uh Chris has a flashlight and a one-handed firearm unlike Romero with the rifle. Uh so think now that we have those those cool new batteries from the cabinet uh chris would flip on his flashlight and try and see if there's anything else of value back there or potential threats deeper into the store okay 
Um, so you you turn on uh, your flashlight and just kind of scan uh, the back of the store, taking a look around. Uh, give me a perception check. That is an 18 total. So um, you're kind of looking around back there, scan it back and forth. And on your second pass by, something back there, back in the dark recesses of this this place, something is... And it's moving very quietly. Oh, we've got a live one. Oh, probably a dead one. But you know what I mean. It's something trying to sneak up on us. So you're not sure if it's getting closer or not, but it's definitely kind of moving about back there, trying to remain. It definitely intentionally moved away from where... Eh, well, uh, Martin, you want to go uh, smash it with a hammer? I mean, or we could just let it go. It sounds like it's pretty far away it might be a good idea not to try to get into too many fights in here if we can help it danny who has finished wrestling his 2xl beer the problem and so or sorry the solution and cause of all of life's problems novelty t-shirt over his workwear <laughs> says, yeah i think we got everything we need in here <laughs> so you kind of flipped through the rack and found a novelty beer t-shirt yeah no that sounds like the sort of thing they have here yeah um uh, so yeah, you, you grab that. I mean, there's undoubtedly some more interesting stuff deeper in this place. All of the kind of cheap stuff is up near the front. Um, but going in there will require dealing with whatever is lurking in the back part of this door. So kind of up to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that is what Martin would say. Like he's trying to think of this as like, we're going to try to hit a few more places. We've already been told by, uh, Big Swede, that if we find something interesting, maybe they can send another group back later. Uh, and whatever's in there, it could be something interesting where it could just be more junk and let's not get eaten by zombies trying to decide which of the two it is. Right. Uh, so he would very much caution Chris against kind of going further in there when we have, we still have kind of our main goal to find an actual toy store if we can all right what do you think junior he looks over at romero um if it's not coming after us yet back out of here maybe pull down the gate thing and then we got a zombie in a box that's not the sort of christmas gift the kids back in the <laughs> settlement want what's in this box oh no don't not that <laughs> congrats kids we went to the pet store <laughs> Pet store of the living dead. Yeah, no, it's a, you know, you'll never have to feed this bunny. Don't get near it. Um, all right. So it sounds like you're backing out. Uh, you're not going to go in there and risk kind of fighting anything in the dark recesses of spikes. Um, so let's, let's go ahead and uh, move you on the map here. Um, so you are kind of up here right now. Um, so you're right next to Candle Hell. Um, you're not too far away from the escalator that goes up. Directly across from you, you do see a uh, store 18 and 19 now. Um, 18 looks like a store called Holiday Cheer. It looks like a pop-up uh, kind of Christmas store. Uh, and 19 is uh, a store called Engol Sports, which looks like it's filled with like shoes and sporting equipment and sporting gear. You can't really see much beyond that to get a good view at 17. Um, 
and 12 and stuff further down those you can't really see because of all the christmas village crap in the middle um so yeah you really can't make out much of anything else from your vantage what do you do where do you go next um the mall itself is very quiet um you do hear the occasional kind of flapping of bird or something flying by outside um there's the there is a sound of breeze and wind because as i said the skylights are kind of broken open there's an ever-present kind of dripping sound it did rain last night so the mall inside here is pretty wet, especially down on this bottom floor. There are large puddles kind of all over the place. Um, and lots of kind of dripping and echoing kind of dripping sound. The smell of mold and mildew and rot kind of hang pretty heavily in the air in this mall. Um, a far cry away from the cinnamon bun sellers and the, uh, the, the place selling, you know, uh, fancy uh, orange smoothies that... You I would say, I mean, maybe while they're <clears throat> outside of Spikes, uh, Danny's eyes kind of trace over to the, the storefront next door, Candle Hell. Mm -hmm. And maybe you smell it a little bit first. And Even and to he, this uh, day, that place yep. still stinks. <laughs> mm -hmm. yep. it's, been, it's been 10 that, years and even now. Ah. <laughs> that and the Abercrombie are just so, I'm sorry, the... the the anthonacrombie <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i think it's aberzombie and, Aber and zilch <laughs> <laughs> uh so like kind of looking over and you're you're hearing like you described like the sound of the the, the pitter patter of rain filtering through both the the broken bits of roof and a little bit of the the, the foliage inside of there and he kind of absentmindedly sticks his hand inside of his uh his pocket and in his hand is kind of this 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 candle that um looks like a ball of yarn and as he's holding it um and it's like this kind of like flat birthday candle kind of like that looks like a ball of yarn and uh as he's holding it the um the kind of the patter of rain kind of gets louder in the background and he turns around and he's like did i ever tell you guys what brought me out to ballard in the first place and uh and you know, the kind of scene sets back and the rain comes forward and the rain is coming down a lot heavier like it does on the coast that uh, both Zach the player and Zach Danny Polly are from. And you are seeing kind of this outside of this crumbling brickstone tenement um, in Brooklyn. Uh, and you're seeing this soaked kind of figure. The, the slouched shoulders really show that it is in fact Danny Polly walking up these stairs. And uh, the water is dripping off him. He's walking up these kind of creaking stairs, heading up uh, the second floor. And there are, there, floor. there are other people around, right? Because mm -hmm. it, this yep. is before. This is right? before, yep. Yeah. So you can hear people inside of some of the houses, maybe some laughter, maybe a <laughs> weird smell of something that someone's cooking. Um, and uh, he, uh, he gets to a floor, and uh, he's starting to bring out his keys and, and round the 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 kind of way to head up to the next floor and he stops and he looks at the door to his left and uh he thinks about kind of knocking for a moment and then he shrugs and walks up to the door and starts knocking on the door alice alice you in there the door opens in a kindly middle-aged at this point she's a little older right yeah she's a little older she was like maybe only like upper 50s 60s at yeah. this point so o older woman opens up the door and she's like oh oh danny danny so good to see you i, I was i was waiting for you to come home 
Alice, it's it's so late, but look, um, but you know I worry about you, and she kind of reaches <laughs> forward to pinch your cheek. <laughs> he uh, he proffers a cheek, yeah. um, but and uh, well, uh, let's 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 go inside. I'm sorry, I'm, you, I'm I'm still a little soaked here. You look like you've you look like a drenched rat. Come in, I've, I'll get you a towel. <laughs> and she kind of goes in and 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 fetches you a towel, and uh, you you notice that there's the 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 kind of delicious smell of something that has been baked uh you know some 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 she's been baking again she's she does that <laughs> and uh and she returns to you with an embroidered towel uh that's a little threadbare uh but one that she clearly embroidered herself and handed to you yeah, you look drenched too you look like you've had a a, a terrible day look at you oh you're just just soaked oh well Thank you. Thank it, and he trips a little bit over a white, fluffy Persian cat that's under him. Oh, with a spoon. Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, yeah, no, I, you know, oh, the rain and, uh, uh, yeah, can I, can I sit down? Can we sit down? Please sit, sit. No, sit. I've got something for you. And she, she first goes and pets the, the cat and opens up a tin of cat food. And, who goes to munch it? Uh, uh, and, uh, uh, she she then uh, goes into the kitchen. Um, she says, "Well, you've had a terrible day, and I, I was hoping this would be more of a celebration. But but I I made you something. Oh, what, what, what do you mean you made me something? You don't have to make me nothing. What'd you, oh, what'd you, you thought me? I forgot. And she That's kind of comes back around, and she has made you a birthday cake. And on top of that cake are is a novelty candle that has a cat." a yarn kind of ball and it says have a ball on your birthday danny and on she, there she brings that over to you and that scene tear just runs down my <laughs> side of my face um but yeah so that is that's uh that's alice reeves danny's uh downstairs neighbor from new york that he brought all the way over and uh she baked him a birthday cake one awful night he uh, sits down, looks at that cake, and uh, his entire terrible day melts away. He puts a small bottle of uh, pills on the table. Um, Alice, I don't, I don't know how many more of these I'm gonna get, but um, this is, this is what I could do. And uh, he looks at the cake, and it just kind of fades back into the flickering light of the flashlight. So you all know that Alice uh, uh, Reeves uh, is um, a member of the community. You've met her. Um, in fact, you've met Witherspoons, uh, the, the cat uh, as well, um, that uh, came out with Polly uh, some years ago. Um, so uh, that was Polly's flashback. We get a flashback to his days of living in New York City uh, right before the fall. Uh, now, Polly... Uh, uh, Danny is going to uh, unlock his uh, flashback feat. Which one did you get? I got uh, Rouse. So Rouse. yeah, I'm a I'm a uh, my flat my role is a first responder, and uh, I took a healing feat. Um, and Rouse allows me to use two actions to bring somebody back from unconsciousness or dying with a successful check. Um, and, uh, it restores them to one hit point. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, so we kind of fade back in from scene. Uh, we're still back in the mall. We're still standing right next to Candle Hell. <laughs> <laughs> Where does the party want to go from here? We uh, uh, want to check out that little holiday pop-up store. Maybe uh, find some gifts. You could, yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, you are, is that is that where you're going? Is that everybody agreed? Yeah. Okay. Sure. So uh, you're going to go ahead and kind of cross over uh, here and make your way into store 18. Um, so uh, this shop, you make your way over to it. And the this is another shop where the roll top gate is is up. And inside, this is the kind of place that did like courtesy holiday wrapping. That was like one of the things it did. Uh, and then the rest of the store is filled with like temporary holiday gift boxes. Um, so up in front, there's a big pile of uh, what looked like it was like gift, like sausage and cheese gift packs that have been sitting for 10 years. Um Frankly, a few of them look like they're okay. Uh, there's a couple of them that definitely aren't. Um, but there are a few of them that maybe would count as spoiled food. Now, if you're aware of, of this little facet of Hope Finder, there is fresh food, uh, which is safe to eat. And then there's spoiled food, um, which is dangerous to eat. And there is a new uh, aspect of the survival skill, which allows you to cook spoiled food to the point where it's at least mostly edible <laughs> and make it safe. Uh, but that's something you can't exactly do in the middle of a thing. I, I'm going to wager that you're not going to want to break out and build a campfire in the middle of the mall. Um, but, you know, eh, we'll see. Uh, so that's the sort of stuff up front. It looks like towards the back of this, and again, this is another really long, really dark store. So the back end of it, it's really dark. But it does look like scattered through the middle of it, there are assorted kind of gifts. Now, some of it is stuff like, giant wooden novelty nutcrackers. But it's also clear that they have like a pile of teddy bears and stuff like that that look like they might still be mm -hmm. in good shape that are that are not too deep in. They're about halfway through. There might be more stuff in the back, but you can't really see. Uh, I think Martin will start uh, tossing some teddy bears into his pack. He'll look for like ones that aren't all identical and ones that haven't been like gotten moldy or anything from sitting in here for too long sure. and toss some of those in. All right. So Martin's going to kind of proceed into the store to get stuff. Is everybody going with, yeah, or some he... of you staying kind of closer to the entrance? Uh, Danny will draw his, or I guess he still has his gun out. He's going to hang out by the door. He's going to watch. All right. Chris will go in. And Martin is only going as far in as where that pile of bears is. He's not going further into the darker area. All right, so Chris is joining you with a flashlight. What's uh, what's Romero doing? I think Romero's going to go part of the way in, like with the the rifle up and sort of you know slowly sweeping the store. He doesn't have the the light out again, but he's sort of still trying to cover Martin. Okay, all right. So, um, you begin making your way into this store, uh, and Danny's kind of covering the door. The rest of you are kind of advancing. We got Chris with the flashlight. We've got Martin uh, going to grab bears and stuff them in the pack. And we've got Romero kind of doing overwatch, as it were, just kind of just kind of zooming around with the rifle, just in case any. Um, so as you kind of make your way up there, uh, as you get close, you notice that further back, there are toy train sets kind of deeper in the mall or mm -hmm. in this shop. 
these aren't super fancy ones. They're kind of cheapo, uh, you know, yeah. uh, toy train sets. And also they require batteries to work. So not exactly the best toy for the apocalypse, but not nothing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they, they, they do have some, some kind of novelty toy sets uh, further back. Um, so there are those. And you're making your way up kind of this display of bears. Looking around and, the flesh. Yeah, yeah that's I fine. I'm just, just going to roll a check. Nothing you have to worry about. I'm just going to roll <laughs> yeah. a die. And it's okay. I also rolled a die uh, to perception. Mm-hmm. It was a dirty 20. So you almost missed it before it leaked that. One of the em- poor, damned employees of this shop, and you can tell it was one of the employees of this shop because it's still wearing, like, a bright green holiday vest with a name tag that says, Hello, my name is Vicky. Uh, I am a happy Santa elf. Uh, and, uh, you, you only catch a glimpse of that as this zombie leaps through the air at you. It literally jumps from behind the bear pile, jumping kind of through the bear pile. Bears go flying everywhere as this one leaper comes flying out at you. At that, I'm going to need everyone to roll perception for initiative, um, think that's going to apply to everybody. Yeah, nobody was doing anything all that special. So let's just get everyone to roll perception for initiative. And I'll go around uh, the horn and get that from folks. Uh, let's see. Uh, what does Danny have? Danny has an attentive 11. <laughs> the oh, six boy. off the die. That's not great. Romero, what do you got? Um, As any good guy co- trying to cover his allies, he's uh, a nice slow nine. I like how the first fight, everyone beat the zombie. I'm going to be real interested to see if anybody beats the zombie this time. Uh, what does Martin have? Martin got a wolf head on his die, which is the 20 for oh. a 23. Oh, well, all right. There we go. Someone's going to beat it. Uh, what's Chris got? That depends on whether the 20, dirty 20 he rolled right before the leaper came out counts as his initiative or not. You know what? I'll give it to you. I'm in it. Hey. I'm in it. It's the holidays. I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll be generous just this one time. I'll give you the 20. Okay. I feel like that's so, a bad sign. Yeah, yeah. no, it's fine. <laughs> Thank you. It's going to be great. I can't imagine anything that would go wrong here. All right. So, um, Martin, you're going to get to go first. And, and where we're at is this thing looks like it's coiled up and about to leap through the air and strike. Um, so, um, uh, actually, you know what? I said it drove through the bears. So it jumped through the bears, kind of landed in front of you. It's not in melee range yet, but it's, it's very very nearby uh i think he wants to get that close to that (laughs) uh i may just uh spend two of my actions to ready to swing at it if it jumps at us i think is what martin's going to do all right so you're you're readying a uh reaction to take an attack if it comes within reach okay yes Uh, that will certainly work um okay uh, so that is what Martin is doing. Gotcha. Um, which, which actually works cause you probably have to spend an action to draw the sledgehammer cause you were about to grab bears. Um, yeah. so, okay. That was, uh, Martin's turn next up. We've got Chris who's up there with the flashlight and probably was the first person to spot this thing. Um, yeah. uh, unlike the other ones, this thing does not look slow. It looks fast. Okay. That's, probably fine uh <laughs> reaction from the holster draw that revolver 
Uh, we'll use that first action to aim and uh, well, just we'll just crit it again. All right. So you take a free a free action to draw. Then you take your first action to aim. Second action to shoot. In uh, uh, Finder, for those who don't remember, you can spend an action to aim with a ranged weapon, giving yourself a plus one hit. Not a crit. Uh, I don't know. Uh, this one seems faster. Does a 13 hit. So in a panic, as this thing leaps through the air, you fire and miss it entirely, but you obliterate one of the bears that's going through the air. <laughs> oh, I ruined Christmas. <laughs> just, there's just stuffing goes flying everywhere and kind of is gently floating down. Uh, th these bears look like they're filled with like wadded up newspaper. They don't look like high quality bears, but uh, you uh, know, they're bears. Um, don't be sad, Jeff. It sounds like you got very close. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> we're we, taking a hope away. We for doing that? One. that? Sorry, yeah, no. I, how much hope do I take away from you for that? Plenty. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, Chris, that was two of your actions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll spend another precious bullet and try and shoot again. No aiming right. this time. And that's a fifteen. Fifteen is not going to do it. This thing is very nimble, and uh, when you fire at it, it kind of flinches and jumps out of the way. Um, it doesn't look like this thing walks around so much as it kind of leaps around like a frog. Um, you're not sure what's up with that, but it is moving quickly uh and the dangerous thing is that it goes next but so, vicky the customer's always right <laughs> <laughs> in this case the customer is always delicious um so it is going to leap again uh to get up next to oh let's see i have three of you up there actually it's going to leap up next to chris but i am going to say that that's within martin's reach because the three of you were approaching okay. together it's leaping at chris because chris has the flashlight so um, it's going to go ahead and leap towards Chris. Martin, if you'd like to take your reaction, you may now do so. Okay. Uh, and so that is only a 12, which I don't know if that's going to hit that. A 12 is not going to do it. You swing uh, yeah. kind of wildly at this thing, and it just the, the, the sledgehammer just passes right by it. You just kind of miss. It's too fast. Um, it lands on the ground in front of Chris and then attempts to bite him. It just Dodge. goes straight for the bite. This thing doesn't bother trying to grab you it just tries to bite you. dodging all right so you're dodging that's good but mm. i got a 23 to hit okay that definitely still hits but does not crit but does not crit okay important to know um so um you get bit the zombie tries to bite you here we go six points of damage Ooh. So that bypasses, that's more, that exceeds my five resistance. So then. So you uh, will, you will take one point of damage and, and your armor will take a ding. Interesting from, cause it was a bite. Yeah. Well, because the damage exceeded the armor's resistance, whenever damage gets through oh, yeah, the armor, yeah. the armor takes a ding. Yep. You take a ding. Yep. 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 When I the, ar when the, ar broke. when the damage doesn't get through the armor, you take a bruise instead, but you take yeah. no damage. So. Okay. Whenever you get hit, something happens. You take a damage and your armor takes a ding, or you just take a bruise. One or the other. Um, um, so I got bit. Does that mean I need to roll a fortitude save? It does not, because this zombie is is not as virulent as some of the other ones. It only gives uh, a chance of contagion on a critical hit. So you're lucky on that. Some of the more powerful ones will do it every time they bite you, but this one isn't quite as virulent. So... um. 
No saving throw right now. Um, so uh, that was its second action. For its third action, it's going to just try and bite you again. Fair. No, no, that's not going to do it. I'm going to wager that an 11 is. Yes, that is right. correct. Okay. So, uh, quick question. A third, a 23 was not a critical hit. Was a 20, would a 25 be a critical hit? It would not, uh, okay. even without the dodge AC 17. Oh, good. Good. Cause I forgot after a leap, I get an extra bonus back roll. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, but that also applies to damage. I forgot. Take two more oh. points of damage. Ugh. Um, Ooh. That's on me. Sorry about that. It has a spring and attack. After it springs, it gets a plus two bonus on attack and damage. So it takes I'd say three. hands off the chess piece, but you're the game writer. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir, I've taken three. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> instead, you take three mighty points of damage. Now, that's not great because, you know, characters in Hopefinder don't have a ton of hit points. So, three is a, three is a pretty serious wound. <laughs> All right, that is the end of its turn. Next up, we've got Danny. Uh, all right, so Danny is at the door, but probably hears what's going on. So Danny is yeah. gonna, <laughs> he's gonna uh, run over, kind of, uh, he has his gun out already. So one action to move, yep. uh, one action to aim, and one action to shoot while he's saying like, we've seen the uh, uh, Mahler and Prowler and, Creeper and leaper and just like aims and sends one out and let's see what we got here. Santa's eight zombies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that's not terrible. That is an eleven off the die for a sixteen. Oh, but plus two. So oh, plus one. Sorry. So it's going to be seventeen in total with the end. So a seventeen, you almost hit it. Uh, uh -oh. This thing is like the previous zombies were real easy to hit. Very slow moving. This thing is very agile and kind of dodging back and forth. So you fire at it, but it, it twitches and the bullet misses. It, it just barely misses. That is the end of Polly's turn. Romero, we are down to you. All right. Well, what's Romero, the kid got? <laughs> the kid's got his rifle out. Uh, so he's going to take a second to aim and try to square Vicky up. And um, yeah, let's see what happens. That one. Oh, Nat one. So you fire the gun. Um, that does not go as planned. That bullet must have been old or the, the gun hasn't been cleaned properly. Your gun takes a ding. Oof. All right. I don't know where you're at on dings on that, but if you ever reach half, let me know. <laughs> Versus its break value. All right. That's the first ding on the gun since I had that um natural 20 on my dings oh that's on. right that's right you didn't have any you didn't start with any uh any drawbacks so that's right, not my last bad. good roll of the <laughs> adventure all right um, and it's not like any jam that has to be cleared or anything right no no i don't i don't bother with jams in this it's just a ding so uh your hunting rifle can take four dings uh, uh, it has a break value of four which means at two dings it starts taking penalties and at four dings it's broken it's just destroyed um it, it you basically scrap it for parts at that point you can repair items between fights you can spend some time if you have the parts uh generally speaking you get the parts by taking apart other items of a similar type so if you've got an extra gun that's all beat up you can take it apart for parts and then use those parts to fix your other guns it's an abstract system but it's here to kind of simulate kind of making do with what nonsense items are left in the apocalypse like hitting things with a giant nutcracker or something. 
All right. So uh, that was uh, your second action. You do still have a third. Yeah, oh, no, you aimed. He's going to try to shoot again. Um, hope for a, a actual good roll. All right. No, um, that is a total of an 11. You uh, take aim and fire again, and that, again, is going to come up short. Make sure to keep an eye on your total number of bullets. Um, uh, you, you fire again, and that is going to miss. All right, uh, that was Romero's turn. Top of the order, we are back to Martin. Something that never has bullets is a sledgehammer. Martin, what are you doing? <laughs> well, funny thing about that... Uh... He actually, seeing the way this thing is moving around and how hard it was for him to hit, he's actually going to drop the sledgehammer. All right. And he is then going to, he sticks his hand, his left hand into the pocket of his motorcycle jacket. And I'm assuming dropping is still a free action. Correct? Still free, yep. Yeah. Uh, so he takes one action, then puts his hand in his pocket, pulls it out with a knuckle duster on it. All right. Um, second action, he is going to attempt to hit this thing with something with a bit of a higher. <laughs> sure. Going for more action. So he is going to right. go and, folks, and attempt to punch this thing. Folks, don't forget that you can use your hero points to reroll rolls. So, um, yep. just as a reminder, that is one of the things you can use them for. You can also use them to turn crits against you into normal hits. And if you're dying, you can use hero, or sorry, hope call them hero points uh, you can use hope to uh prevent yourself from needing to make a dying check for one round should that happen uh so that's going to be with the uh attack bonus that is going to be a 21 a 21 does hit that is a solid hit uh you do manage to clip uh what did i call this zombie vicky vicky yep. vicky yeah vicky <laughs> vicky all right uh yeah, tricky you, vicky you managed to clip uh uh sales elf vicky uh, the springy, springy zombie, uh, and go ahead and deal me some damage. Okay, so that is a three on my d4, so that is going to be five points of damage. All right. Uh, you deal five points of damage to this zombie. Um, that hurt it, uh, but it, it's not by any means dead. You do still have one action left. Yep, so he's going to swing at her again with his uh, minus five. Uh... That's not great. Uh, that is a five on the die, so that means that I'm basically only getting my... So that is a four. Uh, I don't know if that is a critical miss. It is a critical miss, which means your your <laughs> your uh, brass knuckles are going to take ding. As you miss the creature, you overswing and hit a rack nearby uh, in your brass knuckles. Um, okay, uh, that is the end of Martin Alloway's turn. Uh, next up, Chris. Yeah, let's see if uh, Vicky has a tanks of opportunity because uh, I think Chris is going to put a little distance between him and her. All right. Step, do a stride back 10 feet. Okay. Doesn't look like she tries to bite him. Stoked. Ah. So you, uh, you go from being close to near um, yeah. in terms of range. Yeah. That, you know, just so she can't bite me three times, that seems like a terrible idea for me. Yeah, that's uh, fair. <laughs> um, yeah. And I then can we'll... understand why you wouldn't want that. <laughs> she took a third of my health out last turn, so yikes. He will then aim and fire for actions two and three. Vicky hungry. <laughs> Dummies don't talk. Uh, and he'll. I'll spend a hope to reroll that because I have a suspicion that 
I know the AC based on previous rolls, and that wasn't high enough. All right. And uh, no, that that was actually worse. Good times. Uh, yeah, that's the All end right. of his highly ineffective turn. So uh, you, you take aim and fire, but you're just too rattled. This thing bit you. Are you infected? You don't know. You're too shaken up, and, uh, and you just do not. Uh, that is the end of Chris Bridges' turn. Next up, Vicky, the zombie. It is her turn. And she's going to attempt to bite. Uh, she's going to try and bite Martin. All right. Uh, he is going to attempt to dodge this first bite. All right. Natural 20 on the die. Uh, I am going to use one of my hope points to turn that into a regular hit. Good call, because that would have been a crit. I don't feel like becoming a zombie. <laughs> Uh, all right, so that is going to prevent that from being a crit. It is still a hit, though, so let's see what it does. Uh, six points of damage. Okay, so I have three resistance, and I'm assuming it's piercing because she's trying to bite. Uh, yes, it uh, is so piercing damage, yeah. Yeah, so I'll take three damage and uh, one ding to my armor. Correct. You didn't try and get those molars on him for a bludgeoning. <laughs> <It's> just, ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was Vicky's... First action. Her second action is going to be attempting to bite Martin again. Okay. Oh, that's terrible. And uh, we'll we'll desperately try and bite you for a third time, which I'm going to wager is still going to be a miss, even though I rolled pretty well, because it comes out to be a 15. Uh, that is actually a hit on him, because his AC is not super great. He's more tanky than... Let me make sure I've got the math on this right. Um... Oh, wait, no, it's not Agile. Okay, sorry, it's not 15, it's 13. Uh, that's still going to do it without oh. his dodge. All right. Well, well, even uh, with the plus one from the agility? Oh, with the, no, with, yeah, it'll still do it by one with the plus one that he gets from the uh, other thing. Yeah. So uh, he, Vicky is going to bite you again with the third attack, just barely manages to clip you. Only four points of damage, so you're only going to take one. One, yeah. But that does uh, put my armor into uh, half... So your armor Dang. is broken now. Okay. Yes. Um, so your armor is broken, which means your AC just dropped. Uh, if it's giving you a bonus, it's bonus. Just uh, my ar- mine does not give me a bonus to my AC, which oh, is part right. of why well, my case... AC is so low. Mine just gives me, it gives me resistance to basically every type of damage, but it doesn't give me an AC boost. Uh, so, but once it does get to destroyed, it'll stop protecting you entirely. You'll basically just be wearing scraps. Um, Mm -hmm. so, uh, that is the end of, uh, sales elf Vicky's turn. Uh, so hooray for that. We're back at the top of the order. Martin, we are back to you. Okay. Oh, after Uh, Vicky was, uh, was oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, You know what? I think one more person. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Got, got turned around there for a sec. Danny, you are actually next. All right. Uh, Danny is going to fire aim fire. Um, let's see. So leveling, give me a good roll, Google. Uh, no, I know that one's not going to work because that's an 11 off the die, making that a 16. So then he's going to take his uh, round of between to aim, meaning that he'll get a negative four instead of a negative five on this one. All right. So it's going to give him a plus one, which might do it. Uh, no, probably not because that's a 17 off the die, which with all of that back and forth just puts him at an 18. For his iterative attack, an eighteen hits. <laughs> yeah, man. The I bullet, like it. The bullet manages to clip, uh, uh, zombie Vicky. Uh, go ahead and give me damage. 
Oh man. All right. Let's see. Big D six here. Don't let me down just like that with the two. It was a two. It's a pocket <laughs> pistol. I forgot you all you have mm -hmm. is a pocket pistol. So it's only doing D sixes. Um, all right. So, uh, you, you clip, uh, uh, Vicky, but that does not really slow her down all that much. That is the end of Danny's turn. Uh, Romero, we are down to you. You are bottom of the order. What do you got? Um, I think after totally embarrassing himself last time, having the one bullet like explode in the gun and the other one shoot like four feet above Vicky's head, he's just gonna, you know, calm down, take a deep breath, aim at her, and fire the rifle. Uh, that is a total of a uh, 20, 20 even. 20 is a hit. The rifle comes true. The hunting rifle does lock on to Vicky and hits her squarely. Go ahead and give me some damage. Uh, seven on the D10. Seven. That is that is very solid damage. Vicky uh, is kind of knocked flat for just a moment. That is not down yet, but she now looks pretty badly hurt. That that kind of ripped through her torso and kind of shredded some of her insides. Um, not that she needs them, but damage is still damage. Um, so that was uh, let's see, Romero. That was two of your actions, right? You aimed and fired. Yeah, and I think for his final, for his third action, kind of emboldened by actually getting a hit on her, he's going to run in to give Gravedigger the flank. <laughs> bold, bold. You go running up to give Gravedigger the flank. He's going to live forever, you know. Yeah, no, I'm sure it's going to be fine. Um, <laughs> so you go running up, threatening Vicky with your brass knuckles, uh, giving uh, Gravedigger the flank. We are at the top of the order. Gravedigger, you have the flank. Now is your chance. All right, let's see what we do. He takes a swing at her. That is that is with the flank a 19. A 19 hits. You managed to connect with the brass knuckles. And I think the flank was what did it because it would have been a 17. It is. <laughs> uh, that is... Let's roll one of my... Nope, that is not going to be a better result. Uh, that is only going to be... Three points of damage, unfortunately. Every bit helps. Um, you uh, you uh, hit uh, Vicky uh, with your fist and uh, knock off a chunk of flesh, uh, but she's still, like, scrambling around on the floor trying to get her footing back up underneath her uh, so that she can reach out and bite people. That was only your first action, though. You do still have two more. Yep, he is going to take another swing. Uh, nope, that is, that is only going to be a six total, which is another... <laughs> that's another ding on the brass knuckles yeah. so uh you swing yeah, again that... and this time hit the floor um and the brass knuckles i believe are now broken so you're going to be taking a minus they are now two broken further... that is two out of four yeah yeah you're going to be taking a minus two on further attacks made with them yep uh and his third action uh can you do a uh, uh what do you call it like in uh two e call uh, knowledge I recall knowledge like uh, aid another. Is there an aid another? Uh, are you trying to aid another melee attack? Basically, is that is that kind of what you're trying to yes, do? Yes, I'm attempting to. I'm going to attempt to aid Romero since he's flanking with me. Like it'll probably be dead from gunshots by the time it gets to him again, but right. just in case. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll get to that when it's Romero's turn next. But yes, uh, we can we can say that that is what you are doing. Uh, let's go to Chris. It is your turn. Now. Okay. Uh, you're not going to believe this, but he's going to aim and then fire. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> uh, 
no uh that that dice is is banned <laughs> and uh we'll just try again all and right these bullets not going great but that will do it because that was an 18 on the dice so it becomes oh, a 19 uh that will hit uh you do manage to hit it uh the next time with your i don't remember what gun you're using just a handgun a revolver revolver all right yeah yeah that that was his fifth bullet so he only has one left after this but oh boy uh in don't in the chamber he has bullets. yeah no I, I, I figured much better nine on the d10 nine nice. so you take aim and splatter vicky across the floor of this 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 uh holiday workshop that nine puts vicky down so you don't have to worry about it anymore uh we will go ahead and drop out of combat as Ooh. vicky the zombie has been killed um unfortunately she splattered all over most of the bears that were on the ground so those <laughs> aren't those aren't in good shape anymore uh but there are some that went flying in different directions and are probably. <laughs> They're just deady bears now. But literally, as a former <laughs> seasonal retail employee, this is exactly what I wanted too. So I'm sure that he's doing far better. I'm really happy that these are splattered with gore. <laughs> uh, Chris would uh, take a, a moment to refill the revolver and just kind of try and shake himself out of that whole situation. He had uh, barely seen this leaper before she leapt. Uh, and, you know, now she's leapless in Seattle. Uh, but he uh, he looks back to where he sees the toy trains. And he just he's trying to take his mind off this situation. And he's like, did I uh, ever tell you guys about... Uh, the last time I joined to through a Christmas party for kids. And uh, he he remembers this time where uh, before the fall, he was working uh, in HR uh, for a local Pacific Northwest beverage company, Jones Soda. Uh, he, had, uh, he had finished a refreshing turkey and gravy seasonal uh, beverage. And, As someone uh, who's actually had one of those, they were awful so bad <laughs> not just just dreadful uh, i think the pumpkin pie was maybe worse because it was just like a just like cinnamon 12 like you expected that one to maybe be good but instead it just betrayed you even harder yeah. um so we're, we're 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 being cast back to a holiday party right so this is jones soda holiday party 2021 <laughs> yeah and uh and, and as bad as those holiday beverages are, and they are truly dreadful, uh, the the proceeds from those uh, go to charity. And so Chris got to uh, deliver gifts to Toys for Tots this year. And so it was something that for him was, he was he, it was almost, uh, it was partly an honor, partly a punishment uh, to have to be the one to do that. But he... He was he was pretty pleased with that and so getting to he he was reminded of that with these trains and so he had, he had showed up with a you know a bunch of presents for kids at this uh charity so you're at this holiday party right there's kids running hither and yon like getting under feet the adults are just trying to step around them and have small conversations with each other uh, is there anyone here that you'd like to talk to? 
Or that you uh, did yeah. talk to in this case? Yeah, in this case, he would have uh, he would have tried to see if he could catch a moment of his former boss. Uh, well, at the time, his current boss, uh, Deanna, and just see if uh, he could find her to thank her. And he did. He found her uh, as she was uh, handing out uh, uh, toy trains to the various kids uh, and handing those out to, to all of them. Uh, and uh, she gets up and she's like, whew, boy, they're just everywhere today. Uh, look at them. Uh, at least they're happy. Yeah, those little skips. It's uh, it's honestly, I wanted to thank you for letting me be a part of this and uh, bring them a bit of holiday cheer. She goes, no, thank you for setting this all up. Listen, I know this isn't the fun, most fun job, but it really does make make a difference to the kids, and that's that's really what matters. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, it's a little bit different, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's good to see those smiles. It like is. nothing in the world could ever go wrong. I mean, what do we have to worry about? I mean, that that pandemic is over, so everything's going to be great now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll drink to that. And he'll, uh, he'll, you know, crack open a, a sweet potato beverage and uh, <laughs> oh, take a, take a long drink. Mm. And she's like, you're braver than I am. Uh, she's like, hey, uh, we were all about to gather for the, for the group photo. Do you, do you want to come? Oh, yeah. Thank you. All right. I'd love to. And yeah, so he would, uh, he would follow and. You know, stand in front of what I imagine might have been a large novelty red train. Yeah. And pose. And the photo's taken, and then we are kind of flashed back into our current time. So uh, that is your flashback. We learned that you worked for Jones Soda in HR, and you helped the kids around the holiday times. Good to know what you were doing before the fall. Now, that unlocks a feat for you as well. What did we unlock for you? Uh, for this office worker that Chris has that role, uh, he had the has the leadership feat Inspire, which will let him spend an action to uh, grant a plus one status bonus on attack, damage, and saving throws against fear to every ally within 50 feet until the start of his next turn. Pretty handy little ability, being able to give everybody a perk on their attack and damage rolls until the start of your next turn. Uh, so, uh, yeah, for for Jones Soda will be your battle cry. <laughs> yeah. Man, you guys are doing great. Keep up the good work. And then everyone's like, hey, we are doing pretty great. I yeah, know, it's, it's fine. There we go. That would guy you say who's... when you look at that photograph, every time you do it makes you laugh? <laughs> oh. <laughs> If you try to hand me a nickel, Tracked I'll one right back to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, you're you're still in the shop here. There are actually, you know, now that you you think of it, there are actually train sets back here, and I'm sure Chris's eye is drawn to them. They're not the nicest train. There are train sets. Yeah. Do they look like? Uh, I remember you said that like they need batteries, but do they look like like a kid could? like force them to move yeah. by hand like if they had yeah. to like playing with like just shove them yeah, yeah. i mean uh, in in that all those trains you could just move along the track but if you had yeah. a battery to put in it they would probably go on some tiny go on their own yeah electric motor mm -hmm. um you know running them by hand would probably wreck the electric motor but uh frankly it's probably shot and 
been sitting in a box for a decade. So who knows if it's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris would go and try and see if how many he could fit in his backpack. All right. Um, yeah. If you take them out of the box, if you discard the kind of large bulky boxes that have them all displayed in a window and you just open them up, you can kind of fit all the trains in your bag, all the trains and car pieces in your bag. So they probably, they're still a little bulky. They probably take up two spots in your bag each. But, you know, you can fit in as many as you want. There's about a dozen back here. Ooh. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of trains, Mickey. Uh, I don't mind filling my bag up with them. That'll give me uh, nine sets. The, Three uh, more if anybody wants them. The bears take up one spot each, and there's there's four of those that didn't get covered in zombie goo. I'll take a couple of those. And maybe uh, while I'm... Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. I was going to say, Martin, do you want to... I mean, you're, you're looking like that bear over there. You want to you wanna sit down? And uh, he starts pulling out his first aid kit. Yeah, he'll toss one of the bears into his pack, and then he'll say, uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm not as spry as I used to be. Uh, took a couple of hits there, if you're willing to patch me up a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so I... Oh, so you, sorry, can, you can use medicine on Martin. Chris, you used medicine on just like half an hour ago. So you need to wait a little longer before Chris can, uh, but Martin, you can do right now. Mm -hmm. And so you are within my, I have not touched you for an hour medically. <laughs> That's creepy. Anyway, so it's <laughs> not really the way I want that to come out, but we're going to roll with it. So he's pulled right. out his first aid kit. And um, so here's a fun thing. Um, so I am uh, with my flashback um, that puts my medicine at 10. And because I am adept in medicine, I also have assurance in that skill. So I could take a 10 there, correct? And get the 20 for my uh, expert level treat wounds, which could give you a D4 plus four. That'd um, be very helpful. All right. So if you've got a bruise, you can take that old bruise off. Do you want to roll your own D4? Um, I can. Let's give see. Google a break. It's working oh. real hard oh, for me. There you go. That's a four. All right. So, yeah, one of the things you'll notice in Hope Finder is um, all the characters start off with kind of a baseline of like, eh, I'm kind of okay at doing a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but it's really the way that you specialize that you become good at something. So having a skilled medic with you means that you can recover from wounds a lot easier. Um, having a skilled construction worker means you're going to be a lot easier at building and taking down barricades. Having someone who's a skilled marksman is going to mean that you're going to be shooting zombies a lot easier, right? All of these things kind of play together in, in interesting ways. That's kind of how you balance your party because there aren't classes, right? You know, it's all about what kind of roles you decide to take. All right. So uh, Danny goes to work on Martin, uh, patching up his wounds, breaking out the first aid kit and doing what he can to help with the wounds. Uh, Chris is back there packing stuff up. Romero, what are you doing during all this? You want to take a look around? You want to just keep on watch? What are you up to? Um, I think he's he's gonna reload his gun and uh, mostly keep on watch. But I think probably stuff a bear and a, a train set in his backpack take up some of that space. Sure. Um, so you're up at the front of the store, kind of keeping an eye out, and you can kind of look over to the south and see Santa's village. But frankly, there's so much. There's like all these little like gumdrop buildings and nonsense like that that are covered in moss and mold and stuff that you really can't see what's going on over there. Um, but looking back the other way, looking back to the north, right, if we if we pull up the map here, uh, the, the party is, is right there. But looking back to the north and looking up, 
you can kind of see through the hole uh, that leads up to the second floor, like between the walkways. Um, and up there, uh, you can see the pick three movies, right? So from where you're where you're sitting, looking back kind of up through the opening, you can see the movie theater up above. And from where you're sitting, you're pretty sure you can see some arcade cabinets, um, which catch your eye in particular. Um, but uh, yeah, that's what you can kind of see from where you're at, is that pick three movie theater up there. Now, one thing going on back in Free Ballard is they just recently reclaimed and reopened the majestic movie theater. Um, but the problem is they're stuck with whatever movies were showing during 2022. So there's been kind of a general directive that if anybody finds any film canisters to bring them back, cause the community desperately wants more movies to watch. <laughs> um, so, so uh, there is that. I think Romero's gonna, like from standing up there, um, point upstairs and say, uh, maybe we should run up and, and hit the theater. We, I have no idea what was showing um, back then, but um, hopefully they got something we don't have back at Ballard. Yeah, you can't quite tell from here what movies were playing here when the world came undone. Uh, the Majestic, uh, which is a theater in, in right near Free Ballard, um, was kind of an art house place, so it, it was running kind of more art housey films. Uh, it wasn't <laughs> running like big blockbuster superhero movies or anything like that. So... Uh, any of those would certainly be greatly appreciated if they could be recovered, but who knows, right? Um, all right, so the rest of you are busy loading stuff up. Everybody's kind of wrapped up. Uh, after about 10 minutes, you've gathered up a bunch of stuff. Um, this place is dark, but it looks like other than Vicky, there weren't any other zombies in here, um, at least none that you've seen. There is kind of a back storeroom, but the door to it is locked, um, and you don't really know what's back there. It's pitch black, so who knows? Uh, but that's the situation you're in. So what do you do? Uh, so did Romero point out the theater to the rest of us? He did. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I mean, I think Martin would maybe say there's probably a toy display or two over in that village, but I wonder if before we hit that, if we should stop upstairs and see if maybe they have some films in the theater. It's a good idea. We can also get a little uh, view down what's going on. Can't see past that uh, candy cane gumdrop nonsense. That's true. All right. So uh, let's go back to the map here. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move your survivor token. You make your way back uh, kind of this way to this uh, escalator that goes up. And you're able to kind of easily make your way up the escalator. There's nothing really blocking it. Um, obviously it doesn't work, but you can still use it as stairs. So you climb up the escalator and that takes you up here to the, all right. So you've made it upstairs. Um, you, you, you've crawled up the, uh, the escalator avoiding, uh, any debris or anything on there. There's, there's stopped. So they're more like stairs and, uh, you are now up in front of the pick three. Now there are some shops across the way from you that I should probably note. You couldn't really see these from down below. Uh, but you know what, you know, I know I just took took the map away but let me put it back up here for just half a second um so you're you're now up up here near the pick three uh you've got stores uh you can really kind of make out stores 27 through 30 now uh you can see the food court off in the distance you know what's going on over there uh you're also near some restrooms um but floors stores 27 through 30 let me read off what those are store 27 is called spice zone uh looks like it's a place that sells more kind of edgy t-shirts um, 
There is uh, a place, 28 is called Clothes Barn. Uh, looks like a discount clothing store. Place 29 is called Stuffies. Stuffies looks like a place where you get to make your own teddy bears and put them in interesting outfits and, and like dinosaurs and all sorts of stuff. You get to make your own stuffed animals. That's 29. And 30 is kind of a weird store that looks like it's called Buster's Bunker. And looking at it, it looks like, uh, looking at it, it looks like a survivalist shop. Um, the roll top door for this is down. Uh, and in the window, uh, uh, and the window has a roll top in it as well. The, the outside window has been broken, but it doesn't look like anyone's been able to get inside yet. But even in the window, you can see a machine gun. <laughs> it definitely looks like this is the place in this mall that might have ammo and guns, but the roll top is down and you have no idea how you get in there. Uh, so they were wrapping all those cool gifts downstairs. Were they wrapping any lock picks? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see them. You did not see them wrap up a set of, ooh, lock picks. I know someone who, this would be perfect for the, for the holiday season. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't see anything like that. So uh, you're, you're up at the top of the stairs. You're right next to the pick three movie uh, theater. It looks like they were showing, you know, movies from late 2022. So like Avatar and Wakanda Forever. This place is a gold mine. It's got good movies. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see if they have the underlings. Rise of Stew. <laughs> Doesn't look like it. It looks, like a, looks just like a three screen movie theater. Not a huge place. Three screens. Uh, it has a concessions area, um, you know, and uh, an arcade. Obviously, all of that stuff is no longer powered. The uh, mm. the giant kind of case filled with popcorn is, is there's barely any popcorn left in it. It looks like whatever sur survivors were here ate the popcorn. <laughs> uh, it also looks <laughs> like the concession stand's been raided. Although, even from here, you can see some boxes of, like, old gobstoppers and stuff. <laughs> well, they call them everlasting for a reason. Yeah, because they survived the apocalypse. They're probably still good. Um, hard, but probably still edible. So that is what you see from where you're at. What do you do? Well, do we, we should... want to try to crack open the machine gun egg first, or do we want to try to get those movies? I say we get the movies because we don't, I, I feel yeah. like it's going to be a loud affair. You know what I mean? So maybe we can just go. All right. Yeah, let's uh, let's definitely see if we can find some film first. Right. Yeah, maybe we could have Big Swede come back here, and he could just like pop that uh, roll top right up. The strong guy. All right. So you make your way uh, over to the pick three, and um, the front doors of it are locked, but somebody broke in the window right next to it. Um, so you can easily kind of climb in and climb out without too much trouble. So let's go ahead and look here. We're going to go ahead and move your token on the inside. You've now climbed inside the pick three movies. Um, so that's where you are. Um, yeah, this place uh, no longer smells of popcorn. Uh, it's been it's been a decade, so that smell finally cleared out. Uh, in fact, the place just kind of smells like moldew and, and wet rot. Um, it's clear that a, a, there's a leak in the roof somewhere nearby because the carpet on the, the north side is just moldy and black from water leaking in from the ceiling. Um, but other than that, yeah, you've got three movie theaters. Um, 
Uh, the doors that probably lead into the projection area are right next to each movie theater. So, um, but you don't, uh, you know, those doors don't exactly look like they're unlocked. They're closed. Um, you don't know though. So uh, what do you do? Martin, when you were still in the industry, was this guy wrestling the, the stone? I, I guess he's an actor now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, nobody, nobody liked him that much. Had a bit of an ego. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's see if this is unlocked or not. He's gonna just kind of shove at the uh, closed door, and does it budge? No, no. They're the 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 doors. You go and check all three of them, and all three of them are um. Hmm. They probably, in fact, cannot be unlocked. They're the type of door that you have yeah. to have the key to get. Um, see an office. Uh, not that you see. Um, there might be one hidden somewhere, but odds are it's probably behind one of those doors that then leads to yeah. projection booth or office, right? <clears throat> uh, I think he'll say, uh, uh, well, I know we just said we didn't want to check the uh, surplus store because of the noise, but how about uh, one of you with guns keep an eye out because this might get loud and he will... Uh, take his sledgehammer that he definitely picked back up after the fight in the oh, yeah. other store was done. <laughs> and he mm. is going to attempt to batter one of these doors open. All right. Martin. So while, while that's happening, what are, what are, what's uh what's Danny and Romero up to? I, and Chris Romero? for that matter, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, you... I think Romero has uh, wandered off a little bit from the movie theater part and is just sort of looping his way through the arcade machines, which were, you know, they're, they're games from when he was a kid. So I'm sure there's a couple that are like, you sit on the motorcycle and you can sure. lean from side to side. And then, you know, he'll maybe stop before one that has the light guns. Sure. Yeah, um, the light gun cop game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The light gun games uh, were definitely his jam. And he's going to lower the the rifle and uh, pick up the light guns and i think that we have this sort of wipe of like the room kind of spins around him and then we're back in the before time and the arcade is all lit up and there's like the sounds of the kids playing the ticket games a little ways off and there's flashing lights everywhere and the screen's on and you know he's maybe standing on a little bit of a box to have a, a good view of the screen because you know he's playing the gun game but he um, was probably not really old enough to be playing the gun game. Um, he's just like a little nine, ten-year-old kid, and he's got the two pistols. He's doing both player one and player two by himself, and he's on fire. He's just like shooting zombies, and the, the, probably his house of the dead or something. He's headshotting zombies, and one gun shooting off screen to reload while the other one's headshotting zombies, and it ducks behind cover, and like he's on like the role of a lifetime at this point like to the point where other people in the arcade at least in his memory are like watching as this little kid is going for a one quarter playthrough of the entire game it feels like it's just like uh he's having the time of his life like he can't possibly miss and no one's ever gonna bite him um the exact opposite of uh, what he was doing with uh, Vicky in, in the shop downstairs where it took him three shots to even get close to her. It's every single one is just absolutely perfect. Um, and he feels like he could play forever. And, but, and uh, as he's doing that, his his older brother, uh, Nick, 
uh, is, is slowly walking up behind him. And, and the rest of you know Nick. Nick is in the community. Nick is, Nick is the mayor's older brother and uh, a solid member of the community. Does his job, goes out, you know, does runs just like the rest of you. And uh, Nick kind of comes up uh, behind, this is a young Nick, uh, comes up behind Romero and says, yeah, you think you're so good. How about try this? And covers up both of his eyes. <laughs> he like screams and like tries to twist out from under it and tries to keep shooting even though he can't see. He's like, stop, you're <laughs> killing me. This is a perfect run. This is the stuff of legends. And he's like, "Yeah, you'll never beat my high score." And he's 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 messing with you, and and almost predictably, uh, the the zombies quickly with you not being able to see them. <laughs> it's the tragedy. It's the great tragedy of our time. The perfect run goes down, and both players get eaten by zombies. And he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you, Nick." Hey, we gotta get home. We're running late. All right, and now he'll grab like his, he put up a quarter on the screen just to like sort of reserve the next play for himself. Um, but this particular quarter is one of the old like standing Liberty quarters where it's it's practically rubbed flat because it, it's the kind of thing that's been around for 80 years. He makes sure to grab that and stuff it in his pocket uh, before he walks away. And then, you know, we flip back around and the place is dark and the arcade machine screen is off and the light guns are still there but you know they don't do anything yet. so we learned a bit about romero's backs that was his flashback from before the and uh you're gonna gain a feed out of that as well what do you get you get to improvise is that what you got on your sheet there um yeah he's um has the builder uh background and uh with the feet he gets improvised you can build uh let me find actual text of it but uh, basically, instead of taking 10 minutes to construct cover that you can hide behind, uh, the DC goes up a little bit and you can build a makeshift cover in two actions, something to hide behind in combat to get a little bit of protection. Yeah, you can like use it to like throw a table on its side and throw a cinder block up against it and just have a temporary barricade. It's not going to be great. It's not going to hold much, but it's better than nothing. Uh, which, if there's a lot of zombies coming at you, can mean all the... All right, so he's got the improvised uh, feet and just kind of staring at the arcade machines. Uh, Danny, what are you up to? Um, well, he doesn't have anybody to fix. So <laughs> I think um, I think he's probably going to kind of be near Martin, but looking in the opposite direction as Martin is making right. noise. So keeping an eye out. And uh, what's Chris doing? Chris spits out a stale thin mint. It's like, oh, there's a table idea. <laughs> uh, but uh over by the concession stand he he's trying to see did any are there keys under the register is there anything like did somebody leave so leave something we can use to get into these projection rooms so you don't see keys behind a register but when you look on the other side of the concession you do see a corpse hmm. um there is a long dead body this is not a zombie it's a skeleton there is not much left on. Um, it looks like this was a concession person. Looking down at it, you can see from like wearing the red vest and the little tiny gold name tag, uh, identifying this person as someone named Steve. Um, Steve looks like he had a really bad last day because there is a his clavicle is snapped and there are teeth marks in it. Um, that looks like somebody bit clean through his clavicle. 
at some point. And uh, the top of his skull is kind of cracked, uh, but all the gore and viscera is now long gone. Steve is nothing but a silent reminder of the dark days of when the zombies over everybody. Ooh. However, give me a perception check. Don't mind if I do. If only I had a, something here that wasn't one of my only bottles of water, I'd pull one out for old Steve. Uh, that wobbled off the 20 onto a two for an eight. Yeah. You look down at poor Steve and, uh, yeah, you don't really spot anything of value. It looks like he's laying on a half crushed, uh, uh, box of, um, sour patch candies, sour candies. Um, but that's about all you see. Is, uh, is hope only for combat or could I, no, you can use that at any time. Don't mind if I do. All right. <laughs> don't like I mean, that perception literally... check i'm not here for sour candy give me the good stuff <laughs> there is only one number lower than a two so I mean, yeah, my fair. odds of rolling better are fairly mathematically likely yeah uh -oh. <laughs> no, fairly fast. likely indeed that brings it up for, to a total of a 15 15 is actually what you needed to spot that on steve's waist is one of those uh zip pull uh waistband things uh that yeah, at the end of which ring on is a set of keys yes well worth the hope spent indeed hey guys check this out uh f in the chat for steve but uh get some <laughs> keys on them and uh maybe that'll open up one of those doors so you'd walk them over to martin, martin. You, you're saying that just he's as got martin's a fist about size to... hole built into one of these doors <laughs> <laughs> yes what? Just as Martin's about to smash open a door, you mentioned that you found a set of keys. All right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can take the keys, and lo and behold, the keys open up the doors to the to the to the film booth. Um, and uh, just to keep things simple and keep things moving, you're able to kind of go into the uh, the projectionist booths. Now, the upside is. Um, some of these are really easy for you to take because they're just giant canisters of film, but they are really heavy. Like the giant film canisters are not light. Um, they are mm -hmm. giant spools of film and they weigh a lot of, a lot of pounds. So you probably don't want to carry these with you. You probably just want to pile them up and come get them on your way out. Um, because mm -hmm. they weigh way too much to really want to carry around. Like you could carry it, but it would take up like your whole backpack. So... If one of you wants to do that, you can, but um, one of these will take up an entire backpack. Um, so I leave that up to you. Otherwise, you can just pile them up and try and grab them on your way out. And yeah, grab yeah. I think we're gonna to do that. Yeah, that's what we're doing with the machinery kit anyway, I believe. Sure. So I think we'll just. All right. Uh, okay. We'll so find you... a wheelbarrow in the mall. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. there are there actually. I mean, there might be shopping carts or something in one of the. Yeah. You you haven't seen shopping carts in the mall proper, but the big box stores all have shopping carts. So yeah. you saw shopping carts in the Home and Castle. In, um, yeah, I figured there were probably some in there. Yeah. But in the fact, little... they would probably have uh, like those big wheeled dollies in that place, like the kind of ones that you put like wood on or something. Yeah, they might have jacks. Yeah, they could have something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, they could have a lot of stuff. Who knows? Um, but... Uh, you haven't really taken a deep look in there. So right now you can just kind of pile these up next to the door or something if you, if you want. Um, is there anything else here you're trying to get? Um, you do, when you get into the large theater's projectionist room, there is a side passageway that goes to what looks like an office. Oh, yeah. Let's uh -huh. check this out. Yeah. Maybe uh, the manager yeah. bought gifts for their kids. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, the key works. So you make your way into the uh, manager's office, um, and uh, you open up the manager's office to, frankly, a, a pretty grim. Um, uh, this this room has the security cameras that look into the rest of the 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 theaters, right? So there's a security camera for the theaters and a security camera for the kind of main area, and they're all dark, right? There's no there's no light in here. Um, there's no power, um, but there is another body, um, and it, it's clear that the manager of this this place saw what was happening uh, out in the mall and decided to take an easier way out. There is a, a pistol lying on the floor next to the body. This is a uh, revolver. Um, there is a revolver on the floor, um, and uh, the revolver and uh, sitting on the on the table is a box of pistol image someone will take that and maybe danny want to upgrade to the bigger gun and yeah i think yeah. i will because someone... that's better than because you just have the pocket pistol right mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely yeah. i'm gonna make that uh a flip over right now so i'm gonna pull those stats all right um also uh, again. also this room uh uh hanging up on a um uh coat rack uh is a leather duster um, now you could just take the leather duster, but a leather duster, you could also probably break down to make patches for anyone who has leather arm. So you could scrap that to get parts to do repairs on anyone's armor. If you FYI, yeah. just check those pockets for lock picks or anything else. To tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no lock picks. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, Martin will take the duster and stuff it in his pack to uh like you said cut it apart later and try to use sure. it to patch his thing up when we're back in back in the settlement later on sure i mean uh, yeah that that'll count as like six leather parts when you scrap it mm. that's kind of yeah. what it is because i imagine that doesn't sound like something we could do while we're sitting here like, if you want it i mean i don't you... think we have a sewing kit or anything to yeah you you need a rep you need a, a kit to kind of do it properly so yeah. if you don't have a kit then you kind of can't do it in the field but um, yeah. yeah, you can you can make sure to bring that back so that later on you can fix up your armor. Yeah. Use it mm -hmm. to patch up your armor from where it's been beat up and, and broken and Yeah. Alright. Uh okay. So you you you're kind of done at the movie theater. Um it looks like that that military supply store that uh, uh you yeah, know Yeah, I don't think we're gonna be able to get I think that's I, that to me falls and I think he'll actually say uh so I know it looks like there is some good gear possibly still in there, but I feel like that place is the perfect example of what Big Swede was talking about when he said if we see anything that it doesn't look like we can get at the moment to let him know about. Uh, none of us have the kind of equipment to get that door open. I say we just put a bookmark in that and tell him about it and he can send another crew in later with the right, with the right equipment. Yeah, you can maybe try and come back and break inside Buster's bunker. Um, like, I feel like that would be like somebody that had like lock picks or bolt cutters or something that like that. We're not outfitted to get into there. And it's not really part of what we're here for this trip as much as it looks like it's probably got some good stuff. Uh, do we think the chainsaw could cut into there? So I wouldn't uh, recommend it. It's a, it's a metal, yeah. it's a metal it's roll so top bad. door. Like, yeah. would the chainsaw cut through that? Maybe. 
but there's just as decent a chance that you just destroy the chainsaw. Yeah. And possibly myself. As an yeah, electric oh yeah. chainsaw owner, I would not recommend that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, listen to the man speaking from experience. Do not use a chainsaw on a metal roll-top door. <laughs> That's yeah. what a sawzall is for. Yeah. Real exactly. dangerous 90-degree saw. Let's just go down to Home and Castle, get a sawzall, and be right back. A Dremel, if we could, if we have like six days. Yes, yeah, yeah. Dremel. <laughs> the world's slowest tool. A Dremel. <laughs> <laughs> I've, so, I've... Uh, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so, uh, th- should we should we head to the food court then? Um, I feel like we should probably maybe see if there's any supplies we could pick up and and kind of so, see down in the center. So I will say this: um, it's getting a little late. Like, I it's not yeah. super late yet. You you haven't been here that long, uh, but you have been here for like three hours now. Three or four hours now. Yeah. So um, it's already getting to be mid-afternoon. Um, obviously, you can kind of take this at whatever pace you want, but it is starting to get a little late. Yeah. And I think uh, Martin, who got beat up by a zombie earlier, will say uh, uh, there may be something good there, but that also seems like an area where a lot of people may have been uh, congregating before all this happened. Uh, no offense to anybody else, but i feel like I'm getting pretty close to being done with this mall for today after uh, our little scuffle with Vicky earlier. So I think maybe we check out the Christmas Village. There's got to be a toy display there and then uh, head on out. Yeah. If it's I mean, okay with everyone else. <laughs> I, I think we're on the same page, Martin. I'm talking about walking over to the, it looks like the food court looks down on the, the Christmas Village. Unless you wanted to go down and just yeah. walk across to get there. Yeah. So yeah. really you've got you've got two options here. From where you're at right now in the pick three movies, you can either kind of head up toward the food court area. You don't actually have to go in the food court. You could just go yeah. up to the food court area and look down on Santa's village. Or Yeah. And you, then there is a staircase there too, isn't there? Yeah, there is a I staircase there right there the that middle. goes yeah. right down into Santa's village. Um or you could go down the staircase that you came up in, go back down to the first floor, and walk straight to Santa's. Either one works. Uh, I like the former. Yeah, I, I think going right. from the top. Yeah. That's good. So let's look down first. All yeah. right. So let's go ahead and bring the map back up here. And uh, we're going to go ahead and just grab your token. Ah, here it is. And we're going to bring you down here. So you we, do make your way down here. Uh, this does allow you to look into the food court uh, where there are like, you know, there's the taco place. There's the chowder place because it's Seattle. Uh, there's, there's the you know, there's the place that does teriyaki. There's sandwiches and all that sort of stuff. All these signs look broken and ruined, and it is clear even from a distance that there are a handful of zombies wandering around over back in there. Um, and in fact, some of them look like they're wandering around behind the stands. And it, it's almost looking like they still work there, uh, even though they clearly <laughs> don't. Uh, because a few of them are still wearing their, like, bright colored smocks and their little hats. <laughs> um, but they don't really seem to pay you any mind. Now, in addition, uh, you do get to see some of the other shops around here. You are right near, uh, bringing the map back up, 26 is a shop called 2022 Forever. 
which looks like a clothing place and uh, like a kids, like a teen kids uh, accessory store. 25 is a place called the Hunting Lodge, which looks like it has outdoor gear. Um, so, you know, outdoorsman type gear. Um, the roll top door on that one is mostly closed. You'd have to pry it open. Um, and you can kind of even see down to shop 21 and 22, uh, which is one's called Dress to Impress, and the other one's called Perfect Pals, which looks like a pet store. Um, so that's kind of what you see from where you're at, uh, kind of right there, right at the edge of the food court. Now, but that's not what you're really interested in. What you're interested in is what's down below. So looking down below, you see a little village. There's a little Christmas village. And there's a bunch of little Christmas houses. And there's a bunch of red rope stanchions kind of creating the, the waiting line to go see Santa. Because right up in the middle, there's a big chair where Santa would sit. And all of this would, you imagine... Be a pleasant and nice place to visit. However, it's recessed and the skylight above has been broken for 10 years. So it's got about a foot of standing water in it. And it is gross. <laughs> the entire thing is covered in mold and moss and mildew and stuff growing up all the sides. Some of the little candy cane houses have collapsed into piles of mush. There are some gifts there. Um, but the thing that you can kind of spy is just... Just barely looking down, kind of craning your head and looking around. Shop uh, 12, across the way there, is called the Toy Box. And it looks like a toy store. Cha-ching. <laughs> Has it been long enough now to where Danny could top yes. up Chris real quick before we uh, yeah. check out the Toy Box? Sure. Yep. And maybe we back away from the food court with the zombies and be like, Maybe if you just have a, a minute of your time. Uh, I, I, you could even done this back in the movie theater. The, you would have had time at this point. So, yeah. Go ahead and make the medicine. Actually, you don't even need to make a medicine check. Mm -hmm. Assurance just lets you time. get a 20. So, uh, go ahead and get a D4 plus 4 back, which I think will bring you back to full. Yeah, I was uh, down 3. So, yeah. minimum. And I down now to only 2 bruises. Yeah, that gets rid of 1 bruise. Um, all right. So, uh, we'll, we'll just assume you did that back in the pick three where you were relatively safe. Um, so you're standing here. Now the choice that you have is either to go down the escalator here and rate, wade through the, it's probably about a foot deep water and make your way over to the toy store or backtrack all the way, go downstairs and then make your way. I think we'll probably you. head down. You can just head a, down here. A quick peek yeah. while we're doing, just look down and he has any zombonies. Danny, before we head down, is like, I am so sorry, guys. I need like 30 seconds. Um, can, can someone cover my six? And he just starts doing a slight light jog towards perfect friends, perfect pals. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> All right. With a spoon. So you go running over to perfect pals. Uh, and uh <laughs> goodbye <laughs> see you forever um and uh you make your way uh up there uh and 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 look inside the roll top for this is up um there are uh no living pets in here anymore um unsurprisingly um 
You don't know if there are any unliving pets in here, but you don't see any from the window. What exactly are you looking for? Uh, anything that Witherspoon would like. Um, Alice has been haranguing me about getting something for Witherspoon. So, and in, so in the window, there is a display of uh, like cans of cat food. They're really old, but there's also some like cat accoutrement. There's like little cat bowls with that look like little cat faces, right? You know, for their food. Um, that's pretty adorable. Um, and that's just in the window. So you could get that easily by just breaking the window. Yeah, I, I think uh, a little wrap some of something around his hand and just kind of bash it open. I guess his dinged crowbar, just the sure. the the cutest little smash and grab. So you could ever so imagine. do me do me a favor and give me a reflex. Come on, not bad. That's a sixteen plus five. That's a twenty-one. So you avoid taking any damage. That's what I was trying to check. It was a reflex save to see if you if you failed it, you might take a little damage, which probably would have been absorbed by your armor, but could have caused you to take a bruise or a ding. So uh, yeah, you managed to avoid that. Um, you When you break it open, it does sound like something in the back wakes up, but um, it, it doesn't come running out toward you yet. So you're wagering if you grab and go, you can probably get out of here safely. All right. You grab a cat bowl and go racing back to your friends. <laughs> Whether or not he has just called a swarm of zombie chihuahuas down on you is yet to be seen. But, uh, you know, maybe you should just move forward and hope for the best. <laughs> All right. Um, so you head downstairs? <laughs> yeah, um, sounds good. Yeah. We right. do, like, perceptions on the way down? Uh, why, don't we, why don't we just give that a second here? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and move this to here. So you make your way down the stairs, taking your way down this escalator, and uh, by the time you get to the bottom, uh, you're standing in a foot of of water, um, and it's it's gross. It's it doesn't smell particularly good, uh, but you know it's like there's enough plants growing in it now that it's actually probably not that dirty, <laughs> um, but still gross standing water. Um, and as the group of you make your way down there. Um, the, the door, the Santa's shack, which is like the little, the little thing behind Santa suddenly breaks open, uh, as you splash into the water and out comes a terrifying, horrifying, nightmarishly gross Santa, his suit swollen and blackened in places, his flesh sagging from his body, his hat jaunty and off to one side his belly definitely not filled with jelly <laughs> he comes stumbling out <laughs> and you notice he still is grasping a axe it's a zombie with a fire axe wearing a santa suit and he comes stumbling out towards you and i will want perception checks from you but they are perception checks to start combat against Ugh. zombie Santa. I'm sure so this what? is going to go great. <laughs> so would you say this Santa looks like a friend? He does. <laughs> he does not look like a like a friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just thought maybe he was he was more huggable than initially. Yeah, you have no idea, but you're pretty sure you're all on his naughty list. Danny, what do you got for initiative? I'm really glad I used that 16 upstairs and have a five here for a big 10. 
Yep. A 10. That's a that's a number that's sure to get you in no trouble at all. Uh, Romero, what do you got? Uh, doubling you up with a nice 20. 20 is much better. Martin Holloway, Gravedigger, what do you got? Uh, he rolled an 8 for an 11. Not not a great number. No. Definitely putting you on the on the danger list. Uh, Chris, you are rounding it out. What do you got for, for your initial? Speedy on his feet. Uh, 16 on the dice for a 22. 22. All right. Our initiative is set. Santa has come bursting out of his shack. The rotten, fetid form of Father Christmas is a mockery of the life and joy and happiness he once brought. Now he is only a bringer of death. But he doesn't go first, so that's good. You've got to check his list and check it twice. Chris, you get to go first. Oh boy, this is definitely not uh, what I was hoping to encounter. Uh, but cheer up, mates. Uh, we can kill Santa and save Christmas. Uh, and that'll be an action to inspire. All right. <laughs> we can kill Santa uh, and, then and we'll save aim. Christmas. Yeah, yeah. We'll be great. Uh, and then he'll aim a revolver at Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> and uh feel kind of bad about this, but he'll he'll fire. He, he takes aim and shoots Santa. We can call him <laughs> Zombie Santa if that makes you feel better. He's not real Santa. <laughs> that does help a little. Uh, probably a hit though. A twenty-two. A twenty-two is a hit. Your bullet pierces Santa. He groans in pain. Not that he really feels. <laughs> Ooh. Go ahead. Oh, actually, damage. with uh, with Inspire, that would have been a 23. Probably not a crit, but... Still not a crit, but definitely a hit. Yeah, don't forget, plus one to attack and damage. Here we go. Uh, seven points of damage. Seven points of damage. You've unleashed the Blitzen, uh, firing your handgun at, at poor Santa. Uh, this this tragic form shudders as the, the bullet hits. However, you're pretty sure that... His Santa suit is so thick and padded that it is providing him some amount of resistance, just like you have with armor. Oh. So that's not great. <laughs> no. Be awfully tough to slay. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that is the first attack on Santa. That was Chris. Uh, Chris's turn is over. We are now on to Romero. This is your chance, kid. All Make right. it count. Well, <laughs> I think what Romero's going to do is spend his first two actions grabbing like a, a big fiberglass candy cane um, to throw in front of himself for some makeshift cover. Um, All right. Roll a crafting check. All right. Uh, that's a 22. All right. So what we're doing here is erecting a barricade. This is a use of the... Uh, let's see. Is it part of crafting? Yes, it's part of the craft skill is the barricade. Uh, normally it's an exploration activity, but in this case, uh, you can do it in combat. Thanks to your, um, so this blocks one edge. So I'm going to say it blocks the really kind of the only approach between you and Santa. You kind of back yourself up and, uh, yeah, you now have a barricade in place that gives you cover. Uh, it only has a break value of one and the DC to force it open is 10 because it's real makeshift. If you spent more time at it, you could reinforce it and make it stronger. But for now, that's what it's going to do. So if Santa doesn't want to deal with cover, he's going to have to tear down the barricade, which is going to take other actions. So that's what you got. All right, so that's two actions. And for the third action, uh, I guess I probably um, couldn't do that with the gun in my hand. So I'm just going to 
uh, pick up the gun and get ready to shoot him next turn. All right. Uh, so uh, Romero has built a barricade and leveled his gun at Santa. Next up, Santa goes. All right. Santa moves. Uh, actually, sorry. The first thing Santa does is unleash a terrifying chuckle, a horrid rasping laugh that causes parasites to roil <laughs> through his belly. No jelly in there at all. All parasites. Um, all living creatures within 30 feet must attempt a will save. That would be all of you. <laughs> if this is a fear is this a fear effect because we'd it, get plus it, one it is a fear effect yeah so yes your inspiration does give everyone a plus one bonus nice uh, uh let me see where is the thing i have so i have an excellent will save all right so let's go counterclockwise this time uh chris what do you got uh 19 off the dice with that inspire it brings it up to a 26 you are not afraid of santa's jolly laugh what's martin holloway got uh i actually have a question uh i is does this induce the frightened condition if you fail it it does then uh martin actually does not have to roll because one of his starting feats was resolute which makes him immune to the frightened condition you as well are are you yeah he just kind of looks at santa and he is not scared you've seen far too much Crazy stuff during the fall to be afraid of one laughing Santa's. Romero, I'm wagering um, you don't have that. <laughs> no, um, and it might have been a little bit scared of normal Santa back before. <laughs> oh no, I got a six on the die for a total of a ten. A ten, fortunately, is not a critical failure, but it is a failure. Oh, good. You are frightened one, and unlike frightened in uh, normal Pathfinder because of this effect, you cannot reduce this frightened condition while Zombie Santa is in. So the only way for you to reduce this frightened condition is to get away from Zombie Santa. Um, So you will be taking a minus one penalty on all further rolls until, probably until this fight is over or you run. Danny, what do you got? This is Danny Polly's wheelhouse. He's a plus eight to uh, Will now that he's leveled up. So that is a 23 yeah, you're with fine. Chris's not, inspiration. Not worried about it at all. I saw a guy in bed that looked like this once. He lived. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that was, that was Zombie Santa's first action. For his second and third action, he's going to reach into his rotten bag that's sitting next to his chair. And out of it, he pulls out a blackened box that looks like he may have been stuffing it full of rotten meat. And he's going to throw that at one of you. Let me find out who. He's going to throw it at Danny. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to dodge. Oh, wait, uh, this is a range, so I'm going to hit the deck, but that's so Into gross. the water? It's so <laughs> gross, I'm not going to do that. That's disgusting. Right. I'm, they hit me with the box. All right. Yeah. 26. Oh, yeah, that's a crit. That's a crit. 100%. Oh, no. yep. uh, so he reels back. And oh, hits- wait. Oh, goodness. But because it's a crit, I can spend hope. You can. I can spend hope. Okay, you yeah, you just hit me normally. Okay, good. You really did not want to be critted by Santa's <laughs> rotting gift. Um, all right, so uh, the, 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 the gift slams into you, and for a moment it, like, hits you right in the face, but you manage to swat it and prevent it from, like, the rotting. It is filled with, like, rotting flesh. Um, 
he still has some strange desire to give gifts. So um, this this box was filled with rotting flesh and probably writhing with parasites. Um, but you managed to swat it away, so you don't have to worry about being exposed to the Z plague. But he does still hit you, and he hits hard. Take seven bludgeoning damage from this box. Does anything you have reduce? Do you have resistance to bludgeoning from anything? Yeah, no, I'm wearing workwear, so that literally takes two off the top. Yeah, that's it. So I'm still looking at at five five damage and a ding. Yeah, oh, five Chris damage Dingle. and a ding to your workwear. Yeah, one of the dangerous things about crits is that unless you have a helmet, crits also ignore your resistance because um, oh. they assume to hit you somewhere vital. If you have a helmet, you get to you get to apply your resistance. Uh, that's what helmets are good for. Uh, but mm -hmm. cool. in this case, uh, you didn't allow it to be a crit, so uh, you don't have to worry about that. But that would have done fourteen damage to you. That that, that could have just outright killed you <laughs> or, or, or put you in Absolutely. a really bad spot so mm -hmm. um that is the end of zombie santa's turn next up martin all the way grave digger question because i didn't see it in the sheet how it would work uh for something like the chainsaw that uses fuel do you have to take an action to like rev that up on top of getting it out uh i will say that you 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 have to spend an action turning it on um, okay. it, it, it's not just a button the the chainsaw you really actually have to spin up the motor. Yeah. <laughs> Although actually an electric one you probably don't. I can't imagine that you would for an electric one. Um Sam, electric uh chainsaw owner. <laughs> oh, with an electric one, you just turn it on and then you have to like depress the safety and then push the trigger. So Yeah. Um yeah, we'll still you know what, here's the thing, you still have to slot the battery in and I'll say that slotting the yeah. battery in and turning the thing on is one. Okay. Uh so, and we are still uh, not directly next to Santa. We're at near, no. not close, correct? No, Santa yeah. is near, but not far. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think then uh, he is going to, first action, he's going to take the chainsaw off of his back. Uh, okay. Second action, he is going to slot the battery in and turn it on. And he is not going to walk up to Santa. He is going to make him come down. <laughs> so he is actually just not going to uh, do anything for his third action because I don't think there's anything that I can really aid with at the moment. Well, what you probably used your third action for was actually to put your sledgehammer away instead of dropping it. In. Actually, you know, that's a good point because yeah. he's not going to drop that in the nasty water. Yeah. All right. So that was Martin's turn. Next up, Danny. Your bottom uh, of the order, Santa is there. Yeah, and he he hit me with something that jingle smells. So yeah. I dry heave <laughs> and uh, pull out my newly uh, acquired revolver with a very sad backstory. Yeah, and the tragic revolver. Yeah. yeah, so uh, I'm going to say probably he didn't. Yeah, I'm going to say he didn't have it out. So one action, he pulls it out. One action, he aims. And one action, he takes fire. All right. um, so that's going to be a plus one from Chris, a plus one from aiming, because that's a stackable bonus as one's circumstance and one's... I believe so, yeah. I think one's a yep. status bonus. Oh, okay. Yeah, Perfect. inspire Stop status. All here. Give me the good stuff. That isn't the good stuff at all. I'm so sorry, everybody. That's a six off the die. Plus five, plus two is, is not going to do... I will do remind you right. that you have hope if you want Ooh. to spend it. Ooh, yeah. At any Why point, not? 
let's there, do if it. If there was any yeah. point in this in this adventure where spending yeah. hope is a way to fight back mm-hmm. against the yeah. foulness that yep. is zombie Santa, this would be yeah. it. Yep. Well, let's and rev that it is again. the attack to do it on since it's no negatives to it. <laughs> All right, perfectly balanced. So that's a 10 off the die plus the five plus two. That's only a 17, unfortunately. 17 does hit. Woo-hoo! Zombie Santa right. has armor, but it actually looks like it kind of slows him down a little. Okay, and that's a six off of the D10 plus one makes that a seven. Seven points of damage. Uh, again, Zombie Santa's uh, you know, heavy... Heavy jacket does look like it protects him somewhat, but uh, that does still hurt him. He shudders back uh, as you have shot him once. So draw, aim, fire. That is the end of your turn. We are at the top of the second round. Chris, it is back to you. Um, Zombie Santa is here. He knows when you've been sleeping. He knows when you're awake. (laughs) Yeah, come on, guys. Keep it up. That's a good good first round. Yeah. just gotta ho ho hold down the fort. Okay. Oh, uh, uh, that's What's one action to inspire. Nope, nope, it's inspired. If you don't want to take the bonus, that's on you. Uh, and uh, yeah, aim and fire. All right. That is a 24. 24 does hit. Uh, a solid hit, not a crit, but still a solid hit. Okay. All right. Uh, and again, seven points of damage. Another seven points of damage. Just taking chunks out of Zombie Santa. He shudders and shakes, uh, but he does not yet go down. Uh, that is, I'm assuming, yeah, that was that was Inspire, Aim, and Fire. So that is the end of Danny's turn. Standing there waiting. Uh, next up, sorry, that was Chris's turn. Uh, uh, and next up is Romero. All right, Romero has got a Behind candy his barricade. Can. <laughs> He's got a candy cane in front of him. He's going to take one action to aim his hunting rifle at Xanta and uh, go for the go for the big shot here. Uh, only a seven on a die, but with the all the bonuses add, adding up, that makes it a 17. 17 does hit, yeah. All right. Um, one off max damage. We're looking at a total of 10 piercing 10 damage. damage, all right. Um, so yeah, you guys are, are filling Zan- Santa full of lead, uh, but, uh, that does not seem to be slowing him down. He still looks ready for a fight. That was, uh, did you aim first? Yeah, you aimed. Yeah. So that's two of your actions. You do still have one left. Yeah. Action three. I'm going to take cover behind my candy cane. Ah, uh, give yourself increased <laughs> AC. Very good. All right. Um, so, uh, Santa goes. And hearing the sound of the chainsaw, even though he's been shot a bunch, the chainsaw is incredibly loud. Now, one thing I'm going to do here secretly is roll how many rounds of chainsaw you actually have. (laughs) And the way that's going to work is if I roll like one, it will die at the start of your next turn, just so you know. (laughs) But if there's more than one, it it counts however many rounds it's been on. So I'm going to roll in secret. Okay, I know how many rounds of chainsaw you have. (laughs) Now, not quite your turn yet. Zombie Santa goes first, and he is charging straight at you. He comes running up to you and raises up his fire axe. Uh, And I will take the uh, dodge reaction. That's a good call. (laughs) Oh, no. 
<laughs> well, uh -oh. I, I, I think the dodge is probably going to prevent it from being a crit because it is a 26. Oh, no. Uh, 26 is, I think that is actually, so I'm going to spend a hope point because that would be a crit. He has a very low AC. Oh, that's right. Your AC is actually very low. You've got good armor, but uh, but low AC. All right. Um, yeah. So, uh, zombies... so I will spend a uh, hope to make that not a crit. All right. So instead of it being a crit, it is just going to be a hit. Uh, that's really good. You do not want to be crit by a fire axe. So uh, go ahead and take seven points of slashing damage, uh, which, you know, uh, for you is, uh, yeah, that's that's going to deal a, a, a handful to you and do another uh, ding to your armor. Yep. So Santa had to move, uh, and then he attacked. He still has one action left. He is going to swing. Oh. <laughs> Not even fair. It's just not fair. <laughs> this isn't what you deserved. You've been good all year. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Do you have another hope? <laughs> I have two more. Uh, hold on. Let me check one thing. I, I, I don't think you're restricted from spending more than one hope in a turn or anything like that. It's just not more than one hope on any one roll. So I think you're fine here. Yeah, you're fine. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you, that is a 20 again. So, uh, uh a 20 would not be a crit this time. Sorry. I rolled a natural oh, a 20. Oh, you mean a natural yeah. 20. Yeah. Oh I yeah. No, that 20 this yeah. time. Uh, my dice are, are angry and thirsty yeah. for blood. <laughs> um, so, uh, that is going to be a hit though. I'm going to go ahead and roll damage six. Okay. The upside is you are big and hearty. So you have, you actually yeah. have the most hit points in the group by far. Um, yeah, but but you are Not taking more beating. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, luckily I had been healed back up to full at one point. Yeah. So I'm at half hit points right now, but my half is still like only one lower than the like minimum you can roll. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, um, that, that hurt a lot. You are bleeding profusely. Um, not in the game sense, but you've been very badly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. As it turns out, Santa's axe is 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 pretty deadly. Um, that is the end of Santa's turn, though. Next up is your turn. Okay. Uh, the chainsaw. Swing at him with the chainsaw at the at the start of your uh, turn. It is a martial weapon, so I don't get my full bonus, but I get my plus one from Chris. I get um, a little bit of so bonus. At the start though. of your okay, turn, so the chainsaw keeps. Working. Is it going? Keeps okay. <laughs> That's lucky. I completely had forgotten about that in the meantime. Uh, that is a 15 on the die, so that is an 18 to hit Santa with the chainsaw. You have hit Santa with a chainsaw. <laughs> now, question. This is a melee, even though this is powered, it is a melee weapon, so I do add my, do, do I add my strength modifier to it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that is then 2d8 plus strength. Okay. Uh, As oh, it turns out, a chainsaw is nice. really good. <laughs> uh, that chainsaw? is 15 points of damage. Oh. Points of damage. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Um, okay, so that's where And it's uh, slashing. And, okay. So, uh, you have tore up Santa's suit. It is now, after that hit, Santa's suit is no longer giving him any protection. It's been destroyed. 
He's still wearing it, but now all you can see is like his rotten undershirt stained black with his dead, decaying blood. And his suit is all ripped to shreds. The chainsaw cuts through him and his belly splits open, spilling foul, rotten meat everywhere. Santa's a wreck, but he's still standing somehow. Right. Uh, he is going to swing it back the other direction. Right. Uh... That is an 18 on the die, so minus 5, but plus 3. So I'm just taking 2 away. That's going to be a 16. Is that going to be enough to hit him? Only because of the Inspire. Had it not been because <laughs> of the Inspire, that would have missed. Uh, because of tales you, <laughs> of an old Jones Soda holiday party. <laughs> yeah, you were he able thinks, to... he, yeah, as he's swinging at Santa, he's just thinking of Chris's story about... <laughs> Recalling, recalling days of holiday cheer and realizing that this monstrosity stands in anathema of all that that represents. Go ahead and roll. Yeah. As you sink the chainsaw into zombie Santa's chest. You can almost smell uh, the that baking is, soda on the air. Ooh, one of those is an eight. That is uh, 11, 13 points of damage. <laughs> so you drive the chainsaw into zombie Santa's chest and he gurgles and shakes, his axe raising up to bring it down on you even while you're in the middle of driving the chainsaw through him. And then he just gurgles and falls backwards, retching the chainsaw from your hands. It falls into the water. Zombie Santa collapses into a rotten... When? Nah. Uh, Saved Christmas. Ho, ho, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a miracle on 34th Street. So, uh, indeed, the zombie Santa falls into the, the, the wretched muck, uh, and you are all able to quickly back away from it. You, you're pretty sure the chainsaw just got ruined in that, uh, but yeah. uh, you could maybe retrieve it and bring it back and see if somebody could fix it, but you'd have to yeah. wrench it out of zombie Santa. Um, yeah. Uh, the most important thing is that you're able to make your way over. To so uh, if we look back at the map, you're able to leave behind this nightmarish mess. Make your way over here to the toy box. And at that location, you're able to make your way inside. Find it a mostly intact toy store. In fact, the one thing that the folks who were holed up here had no use for was a bunch of action figures and, and robot toys and board games. None of that seems like it was very useful to them in their final days, pulled up here in the mall. Mm. Uh, but for you, it is a treasure trove filled with toys. Is there uh, anything in particular folks want to grab before you head back? Uh, Martin uh, still bleeding profusely from his axe wounds because I don't think it's been long enough for him to get healed again. <laughs> uh, is going to kind of wander into the action figure aisle and he sees a... Uh, bunch of figures with a uh, very prominent like multiple W wrestling logo <laughs> stamped all over the boxes. Some, some number of W's. And <laughs> yeah, he looks through, he sees, he actually sees a toy of himself and he just kind of bemusedly looks at it and puts it back and he sees like a couple over from it uh, a toy of uh Another wrestler, rock hard Rick Aston, and he <laughs> grabs that one and puts it into his pack because uh, back at the camp, uh, one of the people that he knows who is a uh, 
young man, he's about Romero's age, maybe a little bit younger, who was a huge wrestling fan when he was a kid, and he loved Rick Astin. So he's he knows he's a little old for toys, but he just thinks he'll get a kick out of that. So he grabs that one in particular and puts it in his bag. Anyone else looking for anything in particular while they're here? Otherwise, uh, you can just stuff your packs full of toys and make your way back. We have a CJ Elegance. He's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you... any Anyone? I think Romero's going to uh, stuff a bunch of um, just various toys in his bag, but he'll sure. make sure to grab one of the um, things with the, the batteries that never, ever die. One of those singing fish uh a carl the catfish which you know he's got a little christmas oh, sure. hat on because it's the christmas model sure. um, pull out the little um remove me to turn off demo mode thing it's going to be singing for the next six months at least you 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 now have a singing bass which is sure to attract every zombie on your way back um yeah. So, uh, you, you pack up your bags filled with as many things as you can carry, make your way back to the pick three, grab your stack of film, load it up in a shopping cart uh, from the home and castle where you also grab a handful of tools that you find and that uh, machinery toolkit and begin making your way back to free. Ballard. The journey back is mostly uneventful. A few crawlers here, walker there. Nothing, nothing that experienced survivors like you. And you make your way back to the safety and confines of Free Ballard. Uh, all the while wondering if your wounds might turn. Any of you get infected? Only time will tell. But that's the risk you take going out inside of the to find some choice. Arriving back, Big Sweet is there to greet you. And of course, you have to go through standard protocols. All of you have to be checked. They look at your wounds. Any of you that have been bit, uh, you have to go into quarantine for a while. That's part of the cost. But you know that the kids of Free Ballard will finally have a wonderful holiday after. And that is where we are going to conclude this adventure. I want to thank you, gentlemen. That was a lot of fun. I hope you had a good time playing Hope Finder. No, it was a lot of yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, that was so fun. <laughs> I've never been so terrified of Santa. He is he is a scary character, that is for sure. Well, uh, that is a good example of what Hopefinder has to offer. It's got a bit of survival. It's got a bit of horror. It's got a bit of uplifting tales of hope and inspiration. I hope that kind of came through for all of you here today. Uh, I hope that folks at home will check out Hopefinder. It is still on Kickstarter right now for the print editions. You can get these nice print editions. Not actually these. These I printed at home. Uh, but uh, I am going to be getting some nice full printed editions that you can get through the Kickstarter that is right now, so all you have to do is go over to uh, kickstarter.com and search for Hopefinder in your... Uh, before we get going here today, I'll, I'll toss it around the horn real quick to allow folks to uh, tell uh, the, the people watching uh, who you are uh, as a group if you want, or if you individually want to call yourselves out, knock yourself out, uh, but I'll toss it over to you to say who you are before I close things out. I'm Zach. Uh, still, even at the end of this adventure, I have not lost sense of my identity despite being hit by Santa's rotting meat box projectile <laughs> um you can still find me getting hit in the face with unpleasant things on pot against the machine it's kind of my trope it is <laughs> indeed it is very fitting um i'm still sam and um yeah, thanks everybody for watching thanks jason for running this this was awesome and um if you want to check us out on pot against the machine i promise there is a lot more chainsaw action which most pathfinder <laughs> shows can't 
promise, but we can. <laughs> Never go wrong with the chainsaw. That's absolutely sure. Uh, I am Jiro. Uh, also, Pot Against the Machine. Uh, don't really do too much on social media anymore, but I am on uh, Twitter and a few other things. Uh, I'm the main cast member who does stuff if you see anything on our Twitch, uh, which is Pod versus Machine, to do that because I'm pretty much the only one who plays video games. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that's about it. Check us out. Oddly, I'm no longer Jeff. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so still Jeff. Uh, I, for one, will be looking at that Kickstarter because I think just the different shops alone in the mall is worth pushing for that stretch goal. What's in the spice zone? I want to know. Uh, but yeah, this was this was awesome. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much, everybody. I am Jason Bullman. I'm the director of game design at Paizo and the publisher at Minotaur Games, creator of Hope Finder, and I also had a little something to share. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching. You can find me on all the various social media uh, platforms at backslash Jason Bullman. That's J-A-S-O-N-B-U-L-M-A-H-N. Everybody misplaces that H. Won't find me if you don't put the H in the right spot. All right, everybody. Thank you for watching. Good luck out there, survivors. It's a dangerous world. I hope you find some hope. Thank you for watching. See you next time.